This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. My name is Ashton. Good morning, gentlemen and women. Morning. Gentlemen and woman. Morning. It is flipping freezing here. It's mm-hmm. so cold. Uh, we're all wearing jumpers today. Some more festive than others, Ashton. I only have one stuff. Christmas jumper. And where is it? And it's in the wash because I wore it last week. And I, I, it's only me, and I don't have enough washing to justify putting a whole wash on just so for a Christmas often, jumper. How? Oh, do you, so the, the only thing you? <laughs> well, it's not the only thing. <laughs> is a Christmas jumper. But also, jumper. I've just done my bed sheets, and they take literally days to dry because I don't have a dryer, and I don't yeah. have anywhere else to hang my jumper. And it's cold everywhere. And it's cold everywhere. So I don't have it with me. And also, I didn't know that this was the energy we were bringing into the podcast. I didn't know we all had to be wearing our Christmas jumpers for every video for the entirety of December. It is actually it's in, green. Your, it's in your contract. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind it of green. green. It's, it's kind of green. tree colored. Yeah. yeah. You know I what? could decorate you yeah. throughout the podcast. Well, just beautiful. There. Look at that. Just a little bauble. Um, looking so festive, Ashton. Thanks. You could put that oh. on your head as well if you want. I could, so yeah. Stay warm. There you go. Do you want it to That'll be a little fit. rules, Ashton? Thank you. Brilliant. Amazing. Hey, look at that. We we managed to sort it in the end. I will balance it for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> so next week, are you going to wear a Christmas jumper? Yeah, I'll wash my Christmas jumper so that okay. I can wear it. Oh, oh I'll borrow my boyfriend's because so he's got like three. So oh, well, ask it. him to bring them all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Steal some of his. That's yeah. the whole point of having a boyfriend. Is exactly. Like borrowing clothes. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of baubles, actually, as we were just a second ago, mm. it's time to talk about this week's sponsor. And this week's sponsor is rather boringly in that it's not some fantastical uh, invented, not invented, obviously, uh, product, yeah. a totally real product. But it's triplejumpshop.com is what? our sponsor. What? 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 Is our, what is our sponsor this week? Uh, we have a brand new merch drop available now, level four. It includes this fantastic hat that Not Peter my is hat, wearing Peter's there. Hat. Not Ashton's hat. It's uh, it's a beanie for those who can't see with the Triple Jump logo on it. We used to sell something similar on our old store. Mm-hmm. And similarly, there are a few other items that you'll have seen before. Isn't Some that right? retro stuff. Yeah, more logo based items. T-shirts, hoodie, um, and that, that's it. Oh, yeah, and a two mooge. t-shirts, hoodie and a, a mooge, a mug, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which we've been long overdue having on the store, but we've we've got them back now. But and that's not all. That's not all. In very limited supplies, it is a Billy Ray Christmas bauble. Yeah. He's on one side and on the other side, it's the triple jump logo with some festive lights around. It's a beautiful orange bauble. Mm. Brought it in here to hang on the tree. Uh, if there's enough space on our beautiful little Christmas tree we have yeah, on the desk I reckon here. There should um, be. I can't actually separate the, the threads. What's wrong with me? There we are. Uh, Maybe like here? It. 
Yeah, would, would can move this to, ball. Have you rotated it? Yeah, yeah. I can rotate okay, it that's back. Fine. All right, it needs to go quite high because it's got a lot of dangle on it. So I might put it here. There oh, we okay. go. Beautiful. It's lovely stuff. And it's so easy to hang. And that can be yours yeah. if you go to triplejumpshop.com. We have a very limited supply. And obviously Christmas is fast approaching. So if you want one in time for the big festive day, if you want Father Crimbles to come down your chimney and go... That's sick, bro. Sick. I'm giving you. Present. I'm yeah. giving you a Nintendo 64 nice. as well as your other, as well as your uh, graphics card. Is that what they want? Sure, yeah. Graphics PlayStation, PlayStation iPad. Five, iPad, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. As well as Fortnite, you're going to get a Nintendo 64 because Father Christmas saw that you had a Billy Ray bauble. Some V bucks. Uh, some V bucks too. <laughs> Gotta have those V bucks. Triplejumpshop.com. New if merch been, drop. If you've been naughty this year, you get some V coal instead. Yeah, yeah very. You coal. get mine coin if you've been naughty. <laughs> <laughs> Along with the uh, the energy, so you've got to want yeah, coal. Maybe if you want some coal, it'll be actually it's pretty good. You can stay warm. Naughty this year. Good That's jokes, our mums on Facebook. That's our yeah. really good sponsor, uh, triplejumpshop.com. But in addition to that, we are sponsored, I'm losing my voice, by our wonderful it. patrons <laughs> over at patreon.com forward slash team triplejump, where for as little as one dollar per month, you can submit questions to this podcast. Thank you to everybody who heard our rallying cry last week and uh, submitted questions. Yeah, lots of new this names week. this week. Uh, mm. That's wonderful. We've got I, There are lots of new uh, names on this running order that I've not seen before, which mm. is really exciting. That's great. Uh, there's loads of other tiers available as well. Also, before we get to it, you may notice that either the clothing changes or mm. that an entire Peter Austin disappears <laughs> yeah. by the time we hit the big discussion because yeah. we're recording most of this on Thursday. Obviously, the Game Awards are Thursday night, so Ashton and I are going to follow up on Friday morning mm -hmm. and uh, hit the big discussion. There talk so about we can, it. We can talk about the Game Awards Yeah, because they haven't happened yet. I won't be in there on Friday morning, and when I am in, I'll be prepping for my stream, which yes. has happened now by the time this comes out. So Go watch the VOD. I won't mm. be there doing the Game Awards roundup. What's that stream again, Peter? Uh, Spyro 2 all the way through without gliding. I'm going to get to the final boss and defeat the final boss. You do have to fly in the very, very final boss fight in the third phase. So that is going to happen. But, but flying's okay. not gliding. Though, it's is not, it? is it? No. No, it's uh, not. If your wings are flapping, you're not gliding. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to be doing two thirds of a triple jump because uh, there's a special glitch. And I'm going to try and get all the way through the game to the final boss. No mm. glides. And it was a fantastic stream. Thanks. Past yeah, tense. I had a great time watching it. Uh, uh, YouTube.com forward slash. Uh, what is it? Triple jump vods. Vods. Is that yeah. it, or is it? Yeah, is that the, is, that's that's the link, isn't you it? You can definitely Pretty search sure, yeah. for triple jump vods on YouTube. Or triple forward slash vods. That's it. Yeah. Tripleju.mp forward slash vods. That's how you can find it. Go watch Peter do his amazing challenge run. Hmm. Let's start with a question. Are you really going to balance that all the way through the podcast? I've done it so far. Yeah. I'm just curious how long I can. Is it keeping it you warm? Are you feeling the benefits? It'll, it's keeping that very small portion of my head <laughs> really warm. That's good. Great. There's always. One of those. Yeah, you, you can just get put that on hey, triplejumpshop.com. I've already got a hat. I don't need a second. Okay, oh, that's fine. Bloody hell. So you want question one now, do you? Yes, please. It's from Jared McCarty. McCarty, it says. No H. It's not McCarthy. No. Um, McCarthy. Greetings, BAP. It actually says greeting, BAP. There's no S. Single greeting. Greeting, BAP. First time question asked here. As the terrifying third decade of my life looms ever present over the horizon, <laughs> I find myself enjoying video games in a much different way than I used to in my teens and early 20s. As you age, how do you feel your appreciation for, appreciation for gaming differs, if at all? Thank you all so much for the years of content and making my Monday commute that much better. Thanks, Jared. I'm aging an aging millennial. Oh, Jared. 
Thanks, Jared. When till you hit 30, it's the same. Yes. But you get to say, I'm 30. I don't have time for that. Mm -hmm. And roll your eyes, and it's so good. Just to make you feel even it's worse, really Jared, good. you're actually already in the third decade. I was going to say, unless you're like <laughs> just turning 20, um, you're already in your third decade. You're in your third decade. Mm, you're about to complete true. it. So Welcome to the fourth decade, yeah. my friend. <laughs> um, so I don't think that my gaming proclivities have uh, changed <laughs> like specifically in response to my age. I don't think that has been what has changed it, but it's almost as a side effect of as I've got older and life events have happened, that in itself has changed um, my my gaming habits. Um, so, I mean, broadly speaking or, or, or generally speaking, it's, it's just a case of having less time. I spend more time now with my lovely new wife. Um, Hope, like, you're Hope you are married. We are married now. Um, we we watch a lot of like Netflix and stuff in the evenings when we when we come home from work. We want to like spend that time together. And she's not so into gaming, which is which is fine. Um, and so as a result, you know, you because you, you might say, well, you could just play multiplayer games together. But she's not so into gaming. She plays a couple of PC games. She really likes the two point hospital and campus or whatever it's called two yeah. point university game campus. Mm -hmm. um and uh stardew valley as well but i um when i do game it's on my own and uh, i have less time to do that now because we do like to spend that time together doing other things so weird gross super, super strange yeah um and as a result because i've got less time to spend on gaming it's made me less inclined to play some of the bigger kind of blockbuster games that come out year on year um because i know that if i am going to play all the way through a 30 40 hour game in you know occasional two hour chunks it's going to take me like months at a time to mm. do so so um, I I now kind of reserve my game time for big games that I really care about or smaller games. So that's why I've played things like um, the the Namco uh, remakes that came out, Bandai Namco remakes, the um, the Pac-Man one and the uh, Klonoa and stuff like that, and the le little Lego building game, just things like that have really like slotted into my new schedule a lot better. Um, but next year. There are several large games that I feel I don't want to sleep on. So there's a Star Wars game coming out. There's probably a Crash... Forspoken's coming For Spoken's out. coming out. It's another one. Mm -hmm. There's Crash Bandicoot game should be coming out. We don't know much about it, but it should have been announced at the Game Awards, probably, um, by the time this podcast comes out. Might just be a multiplayer thing. Might be sort of um, almost Battle Royale, by the sounds of it, rather than... It's not going to be Crash 5. But yeah, there's, there's a lot coming out in 2023, so I'm going to have to just find that time um but yeah so it's not necessarily my age it's more my life circumstances do you guys think it's age related or life related um i think that it's definitely changed the way that i have viewed games in that when i was younger i just thought games were fun and mm. now i can appreciate that the effort that's gone into making games and i can appreciate the art and the like what's the specific the word i'm looking for mm cinematography or yeah but the mm, care the passion the, i can't the, remember i kind of don't even morals. i can't even think of like the how to explain the word i was looking for like mm. 
yeah, I appreciate the art a lot more and I appreciate what they do with the like resources they've got and the little tidbits that you kind of find along the way. Um, I appreciate those a lot more and I spend a lot more time kind of living in the world than I did when I was younger. Um, just used to run through areas and just do what I had to do. I wouldn't stop to smell the roses. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think that it's definitely changed. I think also now I'm a lot more aware of what goes on in the gaming industry i do think that sometimes games are a lot more a lot harder for me to enjoy knowing what's gone on behind the scenes for these yeah. games um i think there's that whole thing of like childhood naivety that i you know you don't have as you get older i mean some people do because they just literally play the games they don't follow a lot of game industry stuff online but for us especially when we hear about things like with activision blizzard you, it makes the games they make a lot harder to enjoy mm-hmm. because you know of the like horrible things that have been going on to the people behind the scenes. Um, so I do think that there's definitely like a change in my awareness of video games, but I do still, you know, have fun and play games for fun. And um, a lot of the time at the moment, I have loads of time on my hands because I live on my own. So every night just go, Hey, what do I do? I want to sit at my computer or sit on my sofa and and not talk to anyone for four hours? Hey, who knows? <laughs> Just see what happens. Um, but yeah, I do think that like is definitely that awareness that's changed now and the appreciation for different parts of games. Mm. I believe. Yeah, I think to answer your question, Peter, I think age for me at least is is tied to a change in circumstances. Mm. A lot of people have said, oh, since 2020, time's gone so fast. But I think we're all just getting older Mm. and time does go fast. The weekend Mm. just comes around again and again. And I look forward to something that's like months away and then it's here. Yeah. Yeah. And and so on. And I don't know if there's been some crazy temporal shift in the universe, but I think it's just a case of getting older and being or just having more stuff on in your life and more duties and responsibilities. It's an endless not to get too introspective but it's just an endless cycle of setting reminders on my phone to do something tomorrow morning and then remembering a new thing i need to do the next day Mm -hmm. and it just keeps going and it gets faster and faster and faster until we die i'm i'm more disturbed by the fact that we're turning 31 in a few months than i was at turning 30 because people say oh you know you're turning 30 or 40 Mm. or whatever are you worried i was like "Mm, i don't know maybe yes no don't know but to suddenly it feels only very recently that I turned 30 and now I'm turning 31. It's like, okay, I'm now a 10th of the way to 40 from 30. So only as a, as a, mm. an indication of this is how fast time is going for you now. Right. Yeah. So yeah, time, time is going faster for me. And as such, I do feel like I have less time to play games and games are getting bigger and we talk about it all the time. But I am far less enthused about huge games that demand all of your attention. Yeah. Uh, even the single player ones like God of War, which I'll talk about in a bit that I have now finished and I loved it. But my God, I got to new areas there that were optional. And I know they're optional, but because of how I'm wired. You feel like you have to do I, I, It's like I feel like I'm I'm missing out by not yeah, doing it. And I'm, I'm just like, oh, my God, please. I just I want to. I can't leave it alone, but I wish it wasn't here. And that doesn't mean that I don't think it's good. It just means that it's not really what I look for anymore. And Mm -hmm. I find that I appreciate games that are 
shorter far more than I used to. Mm. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean that every game I play has to be like six hours long. Like I'm happy with a 15, 20 hour game, but so often we're talking 40, 50, 60 hours now. And that's that's just, it takes me too long to play them. I have more time seemingly than, than Peter does to, to chip away at these games, but it still takes me weeks and weeks and weeks, which is probably the intention mm. because you're meant to get your money's worth. But at the same time, there's stuff coming out every other day yeah. and I just I can't keep up with it all so there's that um, there's also the fact that I have accepted that I'm part of the problem and that I want to play remakes of Pokemon Red and Blue until I die I think <laughs> just re-release it every five years I will buy it and I'll love it um, and finally I think one thing that I'm worrying about increasingly as I get older is that I'm missing out on a lot of the big sort of social gaming experiences so live service games for example that like millions of people play that just does not appeal to me at all yeah. just because of the nature of how those games work and i'm sure if i really gave them a go i'd have a great time but then i to to properly experience and enjoy those games i feel like i wouldn't be able to balance what time i have for gaming mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. actually play anything else and that's very much the direction that the industry is moving is those games and you know, uh, tournaments and communities and competitive fighting games and all this kind of stuff is really big business, esports. And I just don't feel like I connect with any of it. And that may change as time goes by. And that becomes maybe our only option for what we play. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that as much as anything else is, as I get older, something that I have less interest in and less time for. But that's where the industry is going. Saying that as well, I do think that now I'm, I'm much more resistant to trying new games and new genres and things that I'm not you know in my comfort zone because I know what I like and I know what I would rather spend my time and effort and money money just say money then energy and money on where there's a lot of games that people say oh it's really good but I just like I just I haven't got the mental capacity to try a new game. I I don't want to because I know what I like and that doesn't fit into my very specific criteria of things that I want to play at the moment. And I think I'm also, yeah, that thing of being like, I don't want to play a live service game. I don't want to play an online game. Therefore, I'm just not even going to think about them because I don't want to play them. I think I'm more restrictive now in what I will go out of my way to play because I'm like aware of what I have liked and what I haven't liked and also what I have and have not got time yeah, for. Yeah, I feel like that in in kind of on both sides of the coin, like I, I would be concerned of like uh, spending time on a new genre and then finding, oh, well, I don't even like it as I thought. And that was mm. a waste of my precious little gaming time. Or even I might be a bit worried that like, what if I try this new thing and I really like it? Yeah. And then that's another thing I've got to try and, enjoy and like have spend my my free time on and want to do that when i've got all these other things i want to do as well so yeah i'm kind of resistant on both for, for both mm -hmm. reasons no i agree mm. well well the future is bright yeah there's lots of very exciting games coming out it's just we've got to slow down yeah slow Please. down we just want to as you said, Ashton, we just want to smell the roses a little yeah. bit before we have to play the next thing. How can we be a cog in the perpetual wheel of capitalism and still enjoy the games you make? There's simply not time. There's simply not time. We just need a mandated gaming schedule that yeah. everyone has to stick to yeah. and then take away free will, basically. That's yeah. what we're saying. Mm -hmm. And exactly. we'll all be good. Just um, wire me up. Do, do that, please. Plug me directly in to the machine. 
Well, speaking of not having enough time to play things, it's time to move on to a section we've never done before. No, it's called What We Play In. Oh. Mm. It's what we play in time. It's time to talk about what we've been playing this week. Peter, yes. what have you been playing this week? Uh, well, I have mostly been getting my practice in for my spyro jumping. Um, so I've done a lot of that. That will now be done. Um, and I'm sort of glad. I'm <laughs> a bit sick of that soundtrack, to be honest. It's a good soundtrack, but I've heard a lot of it over and over again. Um, but I did actually uh, on... Uh, I don't know what day it was. Monday? No, Tuesday was it? I, uh, me and some my old school friends had a, a COVID style Zoom call. Nice. Wow. And uh, we played some. We played some. Um, it wasn't Jackbox. What is it? My friend has these games where you you do just hook in with your phone with a code. I don't know what it's called though, but it's very very similar. It's okay. all the kind right. of just like a drawing game, basically Pictionary um, and a lying one. Uh, so did some of that. I should have actually thought I must get the name of this so I can at least name drop it in what we're playing. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was fun and uh, a bit of a strange throwback, really, because I think it might be the first time we've done that since actual lockdown. Mm. And we're all sitting mm. there like going, hey, how are you all? We didn't used to do that before before coronavirus. We would just get together. But we decided, oh, yeah, let's do that in the lead up to Christmas. And we're all sitting there like, you know, We've all got a drink and stuff, and we're on our on our video calls, and it's like, oh, we we could have actually just met up to do <laughs> to do this and played some games, but uh, here we are. Mm. It's convenient though. It mm. is. So that was fun, but that is all I've been playing this week, um, and I'm looking forward to having a bit of time off at Christmas and and playing, having some actual, having a bit more time during the week to play some some games. You taking anything with you to the family? Um, I don't know if, see, that's the thing. When I go away and see the family, I also don't, well, it's not that I don't have time to play games, mm. but I don't, I don't like to take my hardware with me. So mm. um, apart from maybe playing something like Jackbox, you know, like just hooking up someone's laptop to the, to the TV, mm -hmm. uh, we wouldn't typically do that. So yeah, that's kind of ironic as well. Cause it's like, oh, I finally got some time. I'm on holiday. It's Christmas, but then I don't have a console with me. Um, but uh, I, I'm probably coming back up north a lot sooner than I normally would this year. Okay. So, um, yeah, then I'll have several days before we go back to work to just sit. You're not going to invest in one of those stuff. little PS1 screens for the car oh, that yeah, you can put do. on the back and, do that. and play that. Yeah, or I could, uh, you know, try and get a bit more into the Switch because that's a lot easier to take with mm, you. That's true. It's very true. Yeah, yeah. very, very true. Um, not the PS5, though. That's a... A monolith. <laughs> Probably get a screen for that. Yeah. Could do. Yeah. yeah. That's SCART outputs, right? You yeah. just attach the PS1 screen, the tiny little thing with this <laughs> gigantic Experience God of War console. exactly how they intended. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Ashton, what have you been playing? I have been playing a bit more Two Point Campus. Um, I don't know why. I think it's because it's installed and it's on my desktop and I just didn't know what else to play. But I've been playing Two Point Campus. Um, I've also been playing on Game Pass, it was recently released, Somerville, which we saw mm. um, some of the game things over the last mm. 12 months. Um, I played about f a couple of hours of that, um, and then I got distracted by something else. That's from the Limbo and Inside uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. devs, right? The, yeah, it's definitely very studio. similar. I think you'd really enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I did want um, to give it a go. And yeah, it's quite interesting. I, I kind of didn't know what the gameplay was going to be like. Well, I knew like the vibe and what kind of mechanics we were going to see, but I didn't know 
like what the kind of story was going to be. I won't spoil it. But um, yeah, I think it's pretty good. If you like that kind of um, mystifying atmospheric game, then I definitely think you'd enjoy Somerville. Um, also, um, we finished Saints Row, uh, the story. Yeah. Still haven't finished. Your favorite game. My favorite game. Did the end glitch 2022. out? Oh my God, it glitched out so bad. Did it? The final, Still. The final mission of that game oh is bugged as hell. Still. And even worse in co-op. Yeah. That is but fantastic. But I will say yeah. the game got an actual gasp and chuckle out of the two of us when we were playing it because... Uh-huh. When you play it in co-op, oh, yeah. obviously as you're going into the final mission, you're kind of having a thing of being like, I've got to save my friends. I've got to do this. And then because both of our characters were talking, they started talking to each other. They were like, hey, I thought they were my friends. And then the oh, other wow, character was like, cool. no, they're my friends. And then we were like, wait, are our characters talking are they to each breaking other the fourth right wall? Yeah. So throughout the rest of the game, they don't acknowledge, they don't acknowledge each other. To but each then other. at the end, they're like, I, I just... Are you a split personality? Oh, and then see, there's a line great. of like, like that. they're like, which cool. one of us is real? I sure hope the real one's driving right now was like, the, and it made us laugh. <laughs> and it was like the the one point in the game where we both like, nice game. Game of the year. Game, game of, the, of year. the year, man. My favorite game. Game of the year. Um, but man, the final mission of that game is so bugged. You fly a plane at one point and because there was two of us in it, one of us got to control the guns and the other one got to fly the plane thing. And um, my boyfriend was like doing the guns but his camera was just every like every little movement it was just bugging around the place i couldn't see any of the like gunfire at all it was just freezing next to the plane and not actually going to its destination and then um during the final boss the boss like throws a smoke bomb and is meant to like disappear and appear somewhere else but he just kept running around um throwing smoke bombs and then he just disappeared and it just cut to the next bit of the game and then um, right during the final, like, final, final moments, I'd played a prank, which is like this in-game mechanic that if you do a certain challenge, you can prank the other person playing. And I'd pranked Ben just before we were going into the final cutscene. And his character was upside down for the entirety of the final cutscene. <laughs> There's a bit where it's like over your shoulder, like Mexican standoff. And instead of seeing the back of the character's head, it was just the legs <laughs> in the air. And then as you like, he walks towards the other character... Um, it was just upside down in the silhouette and it was just, oh, it was perfect. It was so good. Nice. Um, but we've both agreed that we're going to platinum this game. No. Oh my no, God. You have to do so much so to platinum The thing it. is, we've already done like a lot of it, just like throughout the game. And we're very much aware of like, right, we're just gonna do the, like what we need to do, just do the bits. Because some bits are fun. Not all of it, not most of it. Some bits are fun. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we're going to do, we're doing it. We're going to platinum it. We've decided. Um, but he moves to Newcastle this weekend. Mm. So Amazing. it might be that we never play it again because we will just be busy doing other things. And also we haven't figured out our gaming setup yet. But um, yeah, we're, we might platinum it. <laughs> we're really Ridiculous. close though. We've only got maybe like seven more trophies to get most okay, of which we a, can get by like just doing in-game stuff that was a lot more than me i think i didn't yeah. do much of the side there's stuff. only one thing where you've got to like wingsuit launch which is just a ridiculous mm-hmm. mechanic on like four people in 30 seconds right and ben was trying to do it and he was getting so mad like actually viscerally angry and i was like hey why don't we just go do something else <laughs> 
So it works. It just works. It just works. Yeah. Oh, so that's why I played this week. I mean, I nearly said when you were talking about in the previous question about uh, you know why are these games so huge and it's like they could make them smaller and yeah. work better. Yeah, as they well. could. 100%. Again, we've talked about that. Uh, they many could times get rid before, of so but... much of the guff in mm. the Saints Row and like all the missions that are literally exactly the same, all the side stuff, and it would still be a fine game. Maybe even better than it currently is. Maybe even a good game. Yeah, mm. maybe. Oh. I have played this week mm-hmm. a little bit of Sackboy, A Big Adventure oh. uh, in co-op, and I forgot quite how much I really enjoyed that game mm-hmm. uh, when it came out. It's just so delightful, and the soundtrack's great as well. Yeah. Uh, it didn't do brilliantly review-wise, uh, but I would love a sequel to it because I just think it's so, just so fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's just a nice game. Charming. Uh, real palate cleanser on the the PS5 launch for sure. It's on Steam now, I think as well. It's on PC. So mm-hmm. if you are interested in that, you should give it a go. It's just a lovely co-op game or single player, depending on how you want to tackle it. But uh, really enjoying that. I have played a little bit of Midnight Suns, Marvel's Midnight Suns, which we will talk about in the review corner momentarily. I finished Pokemon Scarlet. That's done. I rolled credits on it. Some people on Twitter said, oh, there's a huge post game. You're not done yet. And I'm like, I am. I am. I am done. Mm-hmm. I have rolled the credits and I am done. I uh, got all my Pokemon to sort of like early to mid 80s levels. So that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed that game. As I said on Twitter when I posted about it, it's the uh, best game that runs like absolute flip mm-hmm. that I've played in ages. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's such a shame. <laughs> it runs so terribly. But we've talked at length about the technical issues on this podcast in the past few weeks. So I will just say that it's really fun. And if you are thinking of buying it for a young person, chances are they will not know what bugs or glitches are, really, <laughs> or technical shortcomings. So they'll have a great time. So I would recommend Pokemon fans give it a go too. I, I liked it. I saw a clip this morning where someone was walking around in a cave and they clipped the camera through the wall, the cave mm. wall, which they just seemed to be able to do very easily. Sure. So they mm. just swung the camera around and on the other side of the wall, there was a shiny Pokemon. And they were like, how many Pokemon have we all been walking past? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's they're true. stuck in the wall. I do run into Pokemon all the time that are basically invisible because mm. they're, they're so small um, or just poking out of walls and stuff. But... I will say that I have had no glitches or bugs really to speak of. It's just been performance issues. It appears most of the glitches and bugs happen for people when they're playing online multiplayer, like co-op, mm. uh, which I did try a little of with editor Kieran the other night, which was pretty good fun. And we didn't really encounter anything too bad, to be honest. It seems to work pretty well. But I was surprised, actually, when you play co-op, you hop into another person's game, but you don't have to be near each other. You can just go like across the oh. the world mm. to the other side, which is probably part of the reason why it, it struggles so much. Yeah. I think um, that's also the, one of the issues with Saints Row is that you can be in completely different sides of the map and you're like, why is nothing spawning in? And it's like, <laughs> well, because everything's over the other side it's of like the, the map. It's like the episode of Rick and Morty. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, that was good. I was genuinely pleasantly surprised by that. The most I've enjoyed a Pokemon game in a long time. I've also finished God of War. I finished that at the beginning of this week. Flipping heck, what a game. Mm, so good. So good. To be able to refer to how I felt about or how it, the ending made me feel is probably inherently a spoiler in and of itself. So mm-hmm. I will just mm-hmm. say that I liked the ending. Did you um, do the second credits too? Yes, I did. Isn't that song a banger? It's it's pretty good. It's so good. It it's, goes hard. Yes. It's it's I think the most natural 
and compelling, uh, what's the term I'm trying to come up with, a transition into a post-game I have ever experienced mm -hmm. in a video game. Yeah. And it's a post-game that I actually want to play because it basically the story doesn't stop. Mm. It's just like, okay, well... That was that was the end, but there's still work to do, and all the characters like go out and they're still living their lives, and they've got. You can encounter like all the characters you met along the way, just like around the place mm -hmm. for the rest of the game. They'll mm -hmm. just be about. So. Yeah, there's. It's just it's just a really good post game. Everyone's got new things to say. It's mm -hmm. uh, like I, I think I think it's a phenomenal game, like mm -hmm. a really really impressive achievement i just wish maybe it was a bit smaller i did ask twitter actually what people thought of the of the side stuff and about 75 percent of people in my poll that i ran uh thought it added more than it took away which is yeah totally right. understandable because i think the side stuff is really good i just wish that it wasn't there <laughs> because it just extended the game time for me so mm -hmm. much uh but i think it's a phenomenal game i do intend on platinuming it at some point but at the moment i am playing Midnight Suns. I really need to platinum it, but I just can't beat the, the last two bosses. Oh. They're really hard and they keep killing me. I'm going to make my boyfriend do it when he's here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's everything we've been playing. Uh, it's time to throw it over to us in the review corner. Ooh. Welcome everyone to the review corner. Oh, it's so nice and cozy in the review. Disembodied voices. You can't actually see us, but you can hear us. You're looking at, I think, stream footage of us playing uh, what's it called? The Devil, the Devil in Me. The Devil in Me. I wanted to say Little Devil night, Inside. Little Devil Inside. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> Inside Me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is, of course, Dark Pictures Anthology Devil in Me, which released a couple of weeks ago. We've been streaming it. It's about time we flip and talked about it right here, I yeah. think, on the review corner. Yes. Uh, for people who are unfamiliar, this is the final game in the so called season one of Dark Pictures Anthology, uh, but I think season two probably just starts next year mm. with another game. Yeah, I don't think there'll be any larger of a gap between the, this and the next game than there was since the previous one, necessarily. No. If there was, it might run really well and we wouldn't want that. Yeah. No, yeah, um, who wants that? That would yeah. really distract Characters with experience. not dead eyes, no thanks. Ridiculous, <laughs> give me those glass eyes. Yeah. Uh, so the, the sort of premise of this one is that you play as a group of documentary filmmakers invited to a modern day replica of serial killer H.H. Holmes' murder castle. And things aren't all as they seem. So you're there mm. to make a movie, but then maybe, maybe something's gone a bit, you're a bit to Pete Tong. Make a dead instead. Make a dead. I'm going to name the characters now. Do you guys want to quickly sort of give an overview of each one? Sure. Based on yeah. your experience. Mm -hmm. We've got Kate Wilder, played by Jessie Buckley. She's the, the presenter of the show, and she is an ex-girlfriend of the other guy called Mark, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, and there's a bit of drama between the two of them. They all hate this one guy, and she's quite vocal about it. She's got a real chip on her shoulder about. She really does uh, about what's his name, the Charlie. Charlie, yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, like you said, they all seem to hate him. Mm. And actually, as the game's gone on, it's become more and more apparent how much everyone else hates him. But right out of the gate. Like she just absolutely despised yeah. him, mm -hmm. and, and she doesn't care who hears it. No. She stands in open open hallways, and it didn't really just shout about it. Like I straight away, I was like, "Wow, I don't like you very much." No. Um, even though everyone else shares the opinion, at least you know they try to be a bit more civil about it. Mm. Yep. Um, yeah. Charlie Lonnet. That's oh, it's me, Charlie Lonnet. Charlie. He really wants a cigarette, um, he does. and he's like the producer of the show. And Lonnet Productions. Lonnet Productions. Mm. Everyone hates him. Like, 
do they just hate him? He's clearly struggling with like money and something is going on behind the scenes, but he's the reason that they're all there. He got a phone call, a limo picked them up and he was like, cool, we're going here. Didn't yeah. like preemptively look into it or anything. Put your phones in the box, everyone. Yeah, no we're phones, all... we're going there. Yeah, um, and I would say he's almost gone on, uh, it's the other way around where like when we started, I thought, this guy seems all right. Why is everyone being so mean to him? But yeah. as we've got to know him more and more, I've thought, oh, no, you seem a bit of a dick, to be mm. honest. Yeah. Mark Nestor. That's the ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Yep. Okay. He's a cameraman. He wants to be a photographer. You know, there's their whole thing is that they they obviously still love each other, but they don't work together. And they keep making snide comments to each other all the time. Um, he's all right. Bit yeah. bland of a man. He's all right. He's not that remarkable. Doesn't like heights. Doesn't like heights. Doesn't like heights. And the strange thing, so, I mean, this is now getting to a sort of review-ish territory, is that he, we've tried to play him as though he, did we try and say that he's, he, we wanted him to not be that interested in getting back together with her, right? We were like giving answers. We wanted him to be civil, but like not. Be, yeah, I couldn't remember which way around it was, but like we were basically, we had the choice of either being nice or not nice. Uh, and we would make these decisions and then there would just be these like scripted moments where he was acting completely contrary to mm -hmm. what we were doing like yeah. later on in cutscenes, which yeah. is not ideal you'd sort of prefer that the game tried to read the vibe you were giving mm. and maybe play out a different cutscene. yeah we've also got jamie tiergan jamie is uh she, she's horrible she's horrible yeah. she's kind of the worst just hate her she's in charge of lighting abrasive. but like why if you <laughs> like they don't understand why she's here she's abrasive she, all she's done so far is just kiss another character refused to warn everyone that like hey why is our host just, just jumped onto off. the ferry yeah didn't tell everyone about that for yeah. about half an hour but yeah she's kind of the worst she hates everyone and she makes it clear that she doesn't like everyone yeah. um yeah that's jamie just better than everyone else yeah. she thinks mm. and finally we've got erin keenan Erin's got asthma. She's like the sound woman and Charlie's assistant mm. and uh, she kissed Jamie and she almost she's already almost died. Yeah. Once or twice already. So mm. And she came to an island with a seemingly one inhaler that only has three. And she keeps puffs leaving left. it in her room. Yeah. yeah. Um so we've got to use those sparingly as the game goes on, mm -hmm. seemingly, otherwise we will die at some point. Sort of a yeah. scared field mouse. Vibe yeah, is, is that is what I get from And her. they keep leaving timid. her on her own. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She keeps getting she caught. She nearly gets killed and then they're like, right, we're all going to go off and explore on our own. You stay here Bye, in, this, in the murder castle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as with all of these games, there's a lot of technical shortcomings. Mm. Uh, Peter found a fantastic one almost immediately yeah. where he was walking away from something the game wanted him to interact with and it slingshotted him like <laughs> Back to 15 work. feet across the floor. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's probably the main thing we've encountered. I feel like maybe we've seen one or two. There's been strange... like real good moments where the character's faces just revert back to like yeah, neutral state. and yeah. then decide to continue, you know, Emoting. reacting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's been, it's just kind of in the same way that all Dark Pictures games are, just a little bit janky mm -hmm. and the faces just never quite move correctly. Like sometimes they get it and other times they're just like, hey, watch out for that thing. And their face is just not moving even a it's little It's a shame bit. as well because graphically these games are actually really impressive. Mm -hmm. Like when you look at someone's face, just a still of it, you're like, wow, that's like 
almost like a photo. Mm. Um, but then once they're in motion, it's not mm. good at all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in that sense, it's it's very similar fare to what we've seen before. But the, they have sort of innovated a little bit, haven't they, with your control of characters as you move around That's and the abilities true. that you've got. Yeah, you've got like stuff on your D-pad that mm. you can access for yeah. certain things. Like if you've got a key or like a lockpick or an inhaler, you can use that on your D-pad to kind of interact with things and mm -hmm. do stuff. And if you want to climb ladders, you have to sort of mash the X button because the prompt only <laughs> appears at a very specific angle. Yeah. yeah. So I was wandering around a room for like three or four minutes. Like, had, surely the ladder is where I go. And it was just when the camera was pointed down and slightly to the left. Yeah. It's like, oh, press X to use the ladder. We also had one point where we were watching a cutscene and one of the subtitles from the previous conversation was stuck on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. So every time there was like a moment where there was no one talking, it would be like, just do it, okay, on yeah. the bottom of the screen. Um, but story-wise, it's pretty interesting so far. Mm. We've got, you know, clearly something's trying to kill us. Mm. We think we've seen some murders happen already, but maybe it was not real. Mm. There's all these animatronics that are a bit creepy and weird. Yeah. Um, I really like the premise. Yeah, yeah. I do. This one. And it's been a bit spooky at times. Like when I was wandering through that corridor with my sound, with like the microphone, and she was mm. trying to like Completely hear Completely dark in the yeah, room. Yeah, and there was very strange sort of moaning noises, like crying. It was like, oh yeah, this is actually a little bit, mm. a little bit spooky. spooky. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm a big fan of how it's playing out so far. Usual jank aside, um, like this one doesn't seem like it's going to go crazy supernatural. Like, no, I don't think so. Like the last one or like the quarry did. Mm. Um, so I'm I'm on board with it. I will say though, the usual sort of trope of uh, supermassive games in that there's just so much manufactured hostility and hatred between yeah. the characters is definitely here. Mm -hmm. As you said, we make decisions specifically to try and keep these guys on, you know, on the up and up. Yeah. And then they'll just, out of context, when you're not playing as them, or even when you are playing as them, just not a dialogue option you've chose, chosen, they'll just go, oh, well, you'd like that, wouldn't you? Yeah. And it's like, why are you, why are you <laughs> hey, forcing this down. drama in here? Why do they hate each other? Yeah. Why is every character so detestable? And we know it's because they're like, oh, if they were all like each other, they wouldn't all split up, so we need to force some kind of reason for them all to split up. But yeah. like, it's just every single game. The, the quarry was exactly the same. You just don't like any of the characters. And even though you like don't want your character to die so you can't play the game anymore, you still like you don't you don't really want them to survive because they're kind of the worst. Yeah. 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 They, are. they are the worst. The only character I want to survive is Enid or Erin. Erin even. Yeah. Yeah. She's just good. has no idea what's going on. No, she deserves to it. survive, I think. Mm -hmm. Um or her death will be the rallying cry that brings the team together Absolutely not. to be best <laughs> mates, or they'll no. just fall apart. Blame yeah. each other. Yeah. yeah. It's that's your fault. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's the uh, Dark Pictures anthology, Devil in Me. I am on the whole really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's I think it's great so far. And as we always say, never want them to stop making these. Never. Yes, they're brilliant. It is a Dark Pictures anthology game. So we're enjoying it as one of those. Yes. It's not, you know, if you've never played one before and you don't know what to expect, then make sure you work out what to expect. Manage your you expectations. Yeah. It's not going to be a game of the year. No. Contender, but it's, uh, it's good fun. Yeah. Mm. What it is. Well, now we're going to pass over to me and James Jenkins, mm. I believe, unless plans change in the next 24 hours, to talk about Midnight Suns. Wow, thank you very much, guys. Guess who <laughs> snuck into this review corner that we're still at? James Jenkins is in the review corner. Hello. S Hi, Ben. Sound off. 
Review corner. We're recording this after the Game Awards. I'm knackered. I'm losing my mind over here. James. We're here to Hello. talk about Mid Marvel's Midnight Suns. Yes, uh, you've which, been playing a bit. Yeah, it released last week. You mm. are the resident Firaxis expert. I know a few. What are they film. normally known for, Firaxis? Um, well, XCOM would be their their big thing. Mm -hmm. um, I uh, And others. And <laughs> others. <laughs> the, the, the other things games. have escaped me, but obviously like XCOM is the, the big one. And... Um, yeah, so so when this game released, everyone was kind of expecting not a reskin of XCOM, but something very XCOM-like. Yeah, it's not quite that, is it? How are you finding it? No, so I'm I'm no XCOM expert. I'm no XCOM expert, uh, yes. but I I do like Marvel, and I have been interested in this in a while because I'm I'm pretty I'm a I'm a basic boy. You slap the superheroes <laughs> on something, I'm I'm at least partially interested in it. Uh, so let me give you sort of the overview of what this game mm. is, the premise, what's yeah. going on. So, you play as the hunter, and you're hunter. resurrected after your mother Lilith is brought back by Hydra oh. to destroy the world. She's like a, a, a super spooky magic woman, yeah. uh, sort of like a demon. And uh, is, is she part of like the Marvel universe, or is she new? I think I citation I mean, needed. I think could be. the hunter isn't. Lilith might be, yeah. but your player character isn't. Okay. Uh, so the caretaker who you used to run with in the 1700s, which is when you were last alive, <laughs> ah, uh, has reformed a group known as the Midnight Suns, who mm -hmm. are all about magic and sorcery and stopping demons and stuff. Yeah. And you're recruiting new members in an effort to stop Lilith. Uh, so that's that's the basic thing. You get brought back. You don't know what's going on. You yeah. were last alive in the 1700s. Uh, Lilith has been brought back at the same time. And your mission when you were last alive, you were basically trained from birth by the caretaker to destroy your evil mother essentially. Wow. and you succeeded then and now you've Ooh. been brought back again and the midnight suns already has some members in there you've got blade captain yes. marvel dr strange ghost rider iron man uh mm. and uh, nico minoru from the runaways they're all oh. <laughs> they're I mean, all playable characters yeah. right off the bat um, that's that's pretty good yeah a decent cast actually um, to, to begin with yeah yeah i mean this is the thing well uh, continue <laughs> so your hub of operations is uh, the Abbey, is what it's called. Okay. And it is, and let me quote, uh, a uh, hidden in a pocket dimension on the cliffs of Salem, Massachusetts. Ah, oh, classic. So it's, it's spooky as heck. Yeah. And uh, you... You are there day to day. You've got your own bedroom. And this is where this game's a little bit weird. I'll talk about how the actual combat works in a minute. Mm. But the, the hub is where you will spend most of your time between missions yeah. instead of being a series of menus like i've watched you play xcom before you're like tab over to the research center and you'll see yeah, what's being researched in this you physically run to the room where that stuff is no, it's uh, interesting an interesting choice there, yeah isn't it? yeah and it's it it works uh, <laughs> to some degree i think uh but you will run from Fair. like you'll be able to run around and talk to people mm. uh there and you'll be able to hang out with people again i'll talk about that in a yeah. second and it's all about building the camaraderie of your of your friends, mm. training up between missions, creating new gear. There's loads of uh, places to explore on the grounds of the Abbey and some sort of like <coughs> side 
exploration-y things and side quests yeah. you can do that aren't actual missions. Okay. And then when you're ready, All you'll the go to the, the war yeah. table and you'll launch an actual mission which will progress cool. the story and stuff like that. So almost, yeah, sort of elements of um, so Fire Emblem does that. Yeah, the, a, a few others again. Uh, names escape me, but yeah, Persona. Yes, yeah. that was the other big one. Um, yeah, slightly different sort of, yeah, with the gameplay-wise. But mm. yeah, so, so you've got that sort of social element and that helps sort of reinforce the gameplay i mean how have you have you found it yeah it, it does indeed so you you can you you'll have dialogue options when you're talking to people and depending on what you choose you'll get potentially get like plus or minus hearts which will yeah. uh attribute to your friendship level oh yes with those superheroes <laughs> and your friendship level can Blade level up best friend well exactly and you Come can on. go on it's really weird. You can go on, I think they're called like hangouts. And sometimes there are group hangouts where you can spend yes, spend an evening okay. with lots of people and you'll just take them to various places. Like I went <laughs> bird watching with Captain Marvel. Nice. That's a thing you can do. And you will just sort of banter back and forth. So when you're done. Mad libs, isn't it really? It's really, <laughs> it's, 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 it's truly bizarre. Yeah. Um, and your, your friendship level will level up and everything is tied into everything. It, there's a lot to learn. It throws a lot of information at you, but everything is tied together. So mm -hmm. if you spar with someone during the day in the training yeah. ground, uh, you'll level up your friendship, but also you'll get a bonus for the person you train with mm -hmm. if you take them into a mission that day. That's uh, nice. If That's you're good. friends with someone, they will perform better in combat much like yeah. persona and that kind of stuff so it does mm. all tie in whether or not its inclusion is necessary <laughs> i will discuss shortly but yes. let's talk about the combat itself oh now this is juicy this is a juicy bit so it is okay. it's card based yep which which, <laughs> which is not going to be for everyone mm. and i think xcom is usually sort of like a grid based the system mechanic yeah so um yeah from what i'm aware of like so xcom is grid based there's a lot of uh, vsaw games that yeah it's easier to work with grid based although you've got something like mario and rabbids the sequel i believe like mm. through that uh, grid away and it was just more freeform and yeah. this is similar right yeah this is freeform there's no there's yeah. no grid stuff so you're you're basically on a battlefield in That's in cool. a okay. big square if you will and yeah. the, the the you know the surroundings will be decorated depending on where you're meant mm. to be and there will be enemies there and you have you have a turn to fight them and then they get a turn mm. and they will usually once you defeat enough of them or each go they will get reinforcements and there will be a certain amount of reinforcements and you'll just have to kill them all sometimes right, you'll have yeah. objectives like stop the helicopter from taking off so you've got four turns to destroy the helicopter while yeah. also managing your hero's health and i think you can have only have three heroes with you okay uh, managing your hero's health and you know trying to kill the other guys that keep respawning as well yeah. while also trying to do that sometimes you've got to project stuff uh, protect stuff sorry yeah uh, but it's incredibly deep and it's still teaching me stuff now like That's four good. hours into the game uh you have a certain mm. number of actions per go so you usually get like three card uses yeah. uh you can burn two cards per go okay. which will instantly replace them so if you have a move that you can't use yet or that you don't really want there's a chance that it could be replaced by a better move from your deck from that hero's That's deck interesting that you can um. then use immediately yeah uh there's also environmental stuff as well so if you position you can you have one free move like literally move mm, a character yeah. across the battlefield per go so if you are let's say on one side of a vaultable object that oh. you can jump over if you use your free move to get in the path so that there's 
an enemy on the other side, you can then interact yeah. with it and jump up in the air and hit them and do like a bonus attack, nice. basically, that doesn't count as a okay. card. Uh, most moves, though, beyond the basic cards require something called heroism to pull off. I and see. you earn yeah. heroism uh, based on uh, the cards that you use. So, like, if you use a basic card, you'll get one mm. heroism. And then if you want to do a super powerful attack, that card you'll basically just have to sit in your deck until you get enough heroism to yeah. use it to do a big so move. Kind of like action points or mana or that sure, sort of thing. exactly. Yeah. So it um, builds up. Interesting. So that's that's the basic premise. It is so unbelievably deep. And it, as I said, it's still teaching me things. Yeah. Uh, but there is, like... Because it's Marvel branded, I think a lot of people are going to give this a go who otherwise normally wouldn't give this mm. kind of game a go. And I don't... That's good and bad, it is good and yeah. bad. Exactly. <laughs> I think it's good and bad because mm. I want to be clear that I don't think this, this is a bad game. However, I do think that this is a niche game and yeah. it will only truly appeal to people who actually really like this stuff. It may well draw in new fans, which is great. Yeah. It's done its job. But if you were thinking, oh, cool, a new Marvel game, it's. Mm. I imagine it's going to be unlike what you were expecting, for sure. That's, that's the thing. Some people might be coming into it expecting a sort of story thing, kind of like, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy or something like that, yeah. or the Avengers. But, um, yeah, I, I just want to sort of rewind a little bit with the... Um, so the big thing, obviously, with XCOM and Firaxis is uh, percentage chances, mm. you know, getting a 95% chance to hit, so missing it completely, <laughs> ruined. I've heard, and it's quite a quite a big thing for this sort of game that mm. they don't have that you don't have like a percentage chance to miss but then you've also got that sort of random element with the cards you get how yeah yeah how so, are you finding that? so there's like, no percentage chance yeah um and to be fair they've tried to make this as accessible as possible there is a story mode That's difficulty good. which is ah, so so it's, it yeah. makes it as easy as as it mm. as it can be and there's also much harder difficulties as well if you want that obviously the heroes can't permanently die of course yeah because no, that, that wouldn't make sense uh, as it does in XCOM sorry so we can't get... have a new Marvel phase uh, <laughs> no, no Wolverine, sadly Wolverine, died. Wolverine was killed by a Hydra grunt and <laughs> the end uh, no they just get knocked down and you can revive them immediately mm. uh, you like get a card to revive in your next hand that, that will count as one of your goes cool. um and I think there are chances perhaps in training and depending on the missions. I'm not sure about mission-wise, but certainly some uh, yeah. some of your guys can get injured and then they'll have to sit out a couple of missions or some mm. or similar, some some kind of mechanic like that. But That's no, there's good. no percentage chance. Yeah. Um, and it is, it's it's not hugely punishing, I would say, uh, oh, if, if you don't want it to be. Yeah. Uh, and you just want to sort of crack on and experience the story. Uh, mm. I do have a few nitpicks, though. Um, oh. Generally, I think the presentation is is kind of rough. Um, it's yes. uh, and I this is going to okay. sound like a really catty thing to say, but <laughs> I would describe it as having catwomany thing to say. Oh, wrong, wrong, <laughs> one, wrong, wrong, wrong one, wrong one. Ah, God, black catty, black catty thing yes, to say. There we go. She's one. Um, I would describe it as having MMO graphics. Ooh, if that makes meow. sense. Uh, I'm glad that they're not going for photorealism, mm. to be clear. And when you're actually in the combat, I think it truly shines, the sort of yeah. cartoony kind of art style. However, when you're sort stylized. of awkwardly, like it's got a weird running animation for your <laughs> custom hunter. The custom customizing is very limited, by the way, yeah. as well. Um, the, the character creation. It's like the, there's... 
there's not a great deal of like facial animations or lip sync. That's um, a shame. Yeah. The the voices generally are fine, but uh, Tony Stark does sound like a sort of Poundland Robert Downey <sighs> Jr., which is kind of I feel they're forced to go that route. It's now. difficult, isn't it? It's difficult to branch away because then you get the same sort of issue with the Avengers, don't you? Yeah, they were all sort of like Poundland versions, but absolutely. <clears throat> um, there's so I I just think generally there's I I'm really interested to know at what point or if it was mm. always planned to have the abbey be a place you can walk around and talk to people because it does feel like it was it it's not it doesn't feel finished it just feels kind of strange yeah uh, doctor strange a bit to oh nice yeah a bit a bit weird um there's also five currencies that i counted as well oh, okay and i think one of Slightly at least one of them is premium uh so yeah, there's weird. i think across the board fraxis needs to to be sort of uh, applauded for really mm. having a swing at this and trying something that's completely out of their wheelhouse even if yeah. fundamentally the core gameplay is similar this stuff is is way beyond well, what they've done before yeah exactly it sounds like they mixed up a lot of details that like, like i said earlier it could so easily have been like a reskinned XCOM, and they yeah. thought about it they thought so you know for example with the permadeath that makes no sense because they're superheroes mm. like they're not gonna no. die to a grunt so no, they're not yeah it, it does sound like the um, the general consensus i've sort of heard and and, and i'm getting from you as well is that the, the combat itself seems very good. There's a lot of sort of promise there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like the, the the social interactions and stuff, do you, do you feel like those two elements of the game sort of tie in nicely together? They're not too... Um, I mean, the fact that there's actually a gameplay benefit from doing it yeah, justifies yeah, that its, does help. its yeah. inclusion, but it does mm. still feel strange. There's lots of stuff like you can... You're not you feeling can... like you're just pushing through it to get to the other, but like one side to get to the other. Sort I of mean, thing. I'm not particularly interested in being Iron Man's friend. Like not, <laughs> not really. But some people will. Some people jerk. will. Some people will relish that. There's yeah. lots of bizarre sort of social aspects. Like you can mm. buy and uh, furniture and customize your bedroom and huh. things like that. Okay. There's all sorts of <laughs> really weird decisions they've made. There's like a swimming hole on the grounds that clearly yeah. later in the game you hang out at because oh. you can choose Captain Marvel's swimsuit oh, and you can <laughs> unlock more. It's it's There's so many choices where okay. they really put their all into it, but I'm still just kind of confused as to why, it's, why it's there. I think, final word on it, it's yes. uh, if you're a Firaxis fan and you're not off-put by it being Marvel, hmm. you will enjoy this game a lot. If you're a huge Marvel fan, I'd recommend giving it a go if you're yeah. really curious, but just be aware of what kind of game it is because as I said earlier, I think a hmm. lot of people will maybe be getting this for Christmas or just see that it's a new Marvel game and they'll hop in not knowing what it is and bounce right off it. Yeah. So do your research. I hope this uh, this review corner has helped a little bit and uh, know what you're getting into. But generally, I think it's it's a fun game and uh, oh. as one that I've I've sort of a genre I've not really tried before. I, I think I'm going to try my best to stick with it. Yes. Oh, we'll get you on XCOM by the end of yeah, next year. We'll see. Um, we'll wow, see. fantastic. I, uh, I, I was sort of a bit on the fence about it, but I mean, that's that sort of convinced me a little bit. I think oh, yeah. excellent. I'll maybe I'll give it a go. But yeah, thank you very much for. Uh, you're welcome. Thank for, you for, for being here and, and talking to me about yeah. XCOM. It's uh, it's helpful to yeah. to have that. Oh, bloody hell! I'll just cut that out. <laughs> Thank you for being here and uh, talking to me about XCOM. It's, it's really helpful to have that sort of uh, that insight. Uh, but now we need oh. to pass back over to past, oh. future, yes. who knows, uh, other podcast people. Uh, f- future, yeah, Ben, Peter and Ashton. I'm going to leave now. Actually, I'm going to stay here in the corner. Just okay. watch them All right. Just awkwardly. Be quiet. Just be quiet. Okay, bye. Well, wasn't that fun? Great. 
I'm glad you enjoyed or maybe didn't enjoy that game. <laughs> hey, Who we knows? haven't even talked about it a little bit. Who's to say? But it's time for question two now. Let me just adjust my hat. I wouldn't yeah. want that falling off. You did really well. Thank you, <laughs> Maloudi. Uh, this comes from John Cook. Happy holidays, BAP. Holiday-related question. Over the years, what has been your favorite slash most memorable video game or video game-related gift that you have received? For me, it would have to be the N64 with Mario Kart Ooh. and Mario 64 I got from my grandparents, who I share many fond memories with, not just for receiving a pretty expensive gift. This was my first console and started me on this lifelong video game journey. Love you, love all of you guys and your content. Keep it up and happy holidays. Jonathan Cook. Thank, Thank you, you, John. Thank so you Jonathan. Thank you. Um, probably the most significant for me would be the PS1 I was gifted at a certain age, at a certain time of year. I don't remember specifically when I got it. I don't know why, because it's, you know, I was really excited to get one. So, but because that's, because I don't actually remember that moment, uh, it probably doesn't really answer the question, but it, it was a, a significant thing because it set me on the, on the path that I'm on now. Uh, but in terms of memorable ones, Really three come to mind, so I'll just rattle through them because I don't know which is probably the more memorable than the others. Um, but I um, received a copy of, well, I got a PS2 with a copy of Tekken Tag Tournament for Christmas once. I was a very lucky boy to get a PS2 for Christmas. And I remember, uh, I think on Christmas morning, I unwrapped it and then a load of my family were going to come over for Christmas lunch. And while we were waiting for them to arrive, I went upstairs, I hooked it up, and I sat there playing Tech and Tag. My mind was blown. Um, and uh, I had a giant box of wine gums next to me. Nice. And I was just like shoveling them in my mouth, <laughs> like handfuls. And still to this day, if I eat several wine gums in my mouth all at once, it makes me think of Tech and Tag. Transports you right back. Yeah, it still does. Um, Pav loves wine gums. Exactly. It's just <laughs> like that. Um, I also uh, have a quite a vivid memory of receiving Resident Evil 4, um, a steelbook version, which I still have. Um, I didn't know that game even existed. I was aware of the franchise, but I just knew that it was like, oh, that's those were those creepy games on PS1 with the slightly freaky, you know, weird graphics. Um, and that was the extent of my knowledge. And then out of nowhere... Um, I think it was Peter's Gamer Uncle trademark gave me a, a copy of that for Christmas. And I was like, oh, wow, what's this? And it was, you know, in this cool case. And that still to this day, I feel is one of the best games I've ever played in terms of quality. It's just one of the greatest games of all time. And to receive this, not just a copy of it, but a, a special fancy copy, mm. a special case um, was, uh, was pretty cool. And I remember in uh, the aftermath of that Christmas, my grandma stayed a while at our house and um she was staying in what was my bedroom that's that was sort of the guest room when we had guests and i had to sleep on the sofa bed downstairs and so i one day was upstairs playing resident evil 4 in what was her room because i had a little tv in there and she was doing some ironing behind me and <laughs> there's a bit early on in the game i must have maybe i'd either restarted or only just started playing it but it's, it's in one of the first cutscenes. Um, Leon's police escort that drops him off in the village gets knocked off a bridge uh, in their car and they, they die and he's watching out the window and then he turns around and says to himself flip like that but a bad word and my grandma was just behind me and she went oh no like that I was like oh sorry grandma I didn't know he was going to say that it must have been as soon as I started the game actually mm. but um, yeah I don't think there is a third one I think the third one was me I was going to say 
it would have Grandma. it would have been my uh, no my my PS one that ah. I don't remember getting. Oh no, that's what it was. It's the the copy of Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance that I played right. before Christmas Day. Excellent. Um, the one oh, you cheated you, yeah. at. Yeah, I found it hidden away in my parents' room. Played it while they were out. And then put it back. So bad. And then unwrapped yeah. it on Christmas so bad. Day. Yeah, I did, but I don't specifically remember. I don't even remember receiving that and opening it because I all the excitement was <laughs> happened several days beforehand. So I don't have a, mem- a memory of opening that either. But yeah, those are a few from me, Ashton. I have a few also. Um, I remember getting my pink DS Lite for Christmas one year. Um, with Ben's pink DS Lite. Ben, no, no, I've got a Game, got Boy, the Game Advance Boy Advance SP. Oh, <laughs> and the, the DS is still in the house. The somewhere. DS will be mine at some point. <laughs> just so you know. Plenty of amount of time. Um, yeah, the pink DS Lite that I had, that um, I also got a like cracked card that had like a bunch of games R4 on it. R4 card, baby. An R4 Let's card, go. yeah. had one of those. And I remember just being like, oh my God, there's so many games on it. And I spent all day playing with the just my DS and my sister was sat next to me playing with her her black DS like so we had assigned colors um and I remember just we spent all day playing just a bunch of different games periodically being having to go and sit next to the charger because it, it ran out of charge we were playing it so much so much that my mom had to take it off us for boxing day when our family came around because we really just wanted to play that and she was like no we have to speak to your family mm-hmm. um the other one is, so I don't know if I've told this before, about how one random day my dad came home with a Nintendo Wii. He'd just decided to buy it and came home with it like one random Thursday after school. He was like, I've got your Wii. And we were like, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, so that wasn't on a specific holiday. And I remember my mum being like, why Why have you done this? Why have you bought this? Um, but that Christmas we got, and I can't remember if this is the name of it, but this is basically what it was. Um, Just Dance on Broadway, where it was basically Just Dance, but it was all musical theater songs and and stuff. And me and my mum and my sister and my aunties and my auntie and my cousins, who were all girls, um, basically spent all day playing this game just (laughs) on and off. And then my mum would get so mad because we figured out, us young'uns, if you just shake your arm around, done it. She's there going full like, Bloody Charlie Chaplin. No, not, not Charlie Chaplin. That's not what I was talking Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire, thank mm. you. And I'm just shaking my wrist around and I'm getting every point. And she's like, no, you're not playing it properly. And I remember her getting quite annoyed. Um, but then my mum and my auntie, after like a bottle of wine, just going for it, doing like Joseph in his Technicolor dream coat and having the best time. So yeah, I remember that game quite fondly. And we also, every Christmas Eve... Um, we go around to a friend's house and all the parents would get quite tipsy and all the kids would be hopped up on sugar watching the Santa, where is Santa like website. Mm-hmm. And um, we'd all play SingStar until the early hours of the morning and then all have to go home. So we'd all, every night we'd finish it with a bit of take that. Yeah. Um, never forget, forget where, where you're coming from. from. Every single Christmas Eve since I like, was a kid. And even now, yeah, they come around to our house now, though, so we don't play SingStar as much. What are you going to do this year? <sighs> I might have to be like, hey, can we all come to your house and play SingStar again, please? Um, but yeah, that was always good. It, it wasn't even just on the holidays. Every time we were around the house, it would end <laughs> with SingStar, but specifically on Take Christmas that. Eve. Mm. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, I've got a few. I think I've spoken about a couple of these before, but uh, 
absolutely when I got my teal Game Boy Color and a copy of Pokemon Blue mm. in the late 90s. That was a real turning point for me. And uh, then, of course, there was when I got the PS1 from Father Christmas and mm. it came in like a battered box. I don't understand why you're doing that. <laughs> Father Christmas. Yeah, why are you doing that? Well, as you're, you're about to find out, this one wasn't actually from the real Father oh, see, Christmas. Right. It was from my because parents. Because he is real. He did but come that year. But he it did, was yeah. but this, that was this, from this wasn't, as as I'm about to describe, you'll you'll see what I mean. Yeah. Uh, so it, it came in like a battered box, uh, like wrapped in brown parcel tape, and I ripped it open. There was a PlayStation in there and uh, several games. And I remember my dad or my mum very clearly saying, oh, I think... Um, I think Father Christmas has made a made a mistake there. Is is he like was like pulling out copies of GTA and some other like really violent PS One games? Like you can we'll go we'll go and trade these in. So then we went to Electronics Boutique, mm. went to the bargain bin. My mum was like, "This one looks quite good," and it was Final Fantasy VII. Oh. Uh, so that was that was okay. pretty. The awesome. origin story. The origin story there because Father Christmas didn't check what was inside the box first, <laughs> uh, and. More recently than that, actually, your your wine gum anecdote made me think of this one. Uh, I think I got This Is Football on PS1 mm-hmm. one year, and I discovered, because I wasn't good at it, that if you turned off fouls, you could just slide tackle the goalkeepers when they held the ball, right. and that's how I scored goals. <laughs> but I remember sitting there playing uh, This Is Football on PS1 with uh, a bar of Galaxy chocolate. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, but more recently... We're talking like four, five years ago now. Um, I got a copy of Pokemon Sun, or I asked for it for Christmas because I suddenly had like a real urge to play a Pokemon game again. And Sun and Moon had just come out and they looked pretty good. And I had a 3DS, which I had bought for the digital re-releases of Pokemon Blue uh, like a year or so prior. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember going under the tree because part of my reasoning was I can play while everyone's opening their presents I can actually just play this and still be in the room and I can play it on the handheld and that's fine this was four years ago I was a grown ass man (laughs) and uh, I was like is it under here yes that is clearly a 3DS box and I sort of just put it slightly closer to the the front so i could play pokemon sun like as soon as as soon as possible right not that i i didn't want to be involved in the day of course and the festivities but i just thought listen if i get it's it's there and it would be a waste if i opened it later on because (laughs) i'm just going to be twiddling my thumbs when i could be twiddling my thumbs playing pokemon sun Mm Uh, so there we are. There's there's a there's a few for you about how what an adult I am. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How grown up I am. Mum, please don't talk to me. I'm playing my Pokemans. I'm playing Pokemans. Uh, and she said, that's a bit weird. And I said, why? And she said, oh, it's actually time for weird news. Oh. oh. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. If you follow us on social media platforms, at the beginning of the week, we put up a post asking for weird news, and you can submit it and get a shout out here as we read your weird news, what you submitted. Yeah. However, if you would like a guaranteed shout out at this point, you go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, support us at a certain tier and become a podcast producer. Here are the podcast producers this week. Nathan. G.Y. Goliath. Nexus Polaris. Walco. Nicole Hansen. L.A. Nicholas. Erica Hutchinson. Melody L. Bonet. Katie Garrett. And Gabrielle Philipping. Thanks, Thank you, podcast producers. producers. Peter, what weird news have you got this week? Thank you, podcast producers. I've Thank got you. some weird news here that was submitted by It's Cold in New Mexico. At Ariel Kent on Twitter. It's Ariel called in Newcastle as well. It is. It is pretty yeah. chilly. Uh, Ariel underscore Kent on Twitter. This is according to Kotaku. It's written by Ashley Barden, uh, who says, The Callisto Protocol director blames launch issues on, quote, a damn clerical error. Hey, it's a damn clerical error. Forget about it. It's not, this isn't like super weird news, but it is... You know, I love that man. Yeah, Glenn's great. But it, it's what we've seen before of you know people, developers and publishers having minor meltdowns on social media. So love yeah. it. Uh, subheading. But despite the error, Dead Space creator and striking distant studio CEO Glenn Schofield needs Twitter to chill. Yeah, Twitter has been going yeah, off hasn't it, about Callista. That's just every day though. Yes, yes. Aggrieved Steam reviewers are likely enough are likely enough indication that the Callisto Protocol has been having a pretty painful opening week. However, if you couldn't tell from the choral cries of unplayable PC performance and console bugs, games direct game director and striking distance studio CEO Glenn Schofield confirms it himself in a series of Twitter replies. Yes, his aspiration to blow his iconic Dead Space series out of the sky had some holes in it some stuttering and crashing, but he maintains that those issues come from, quote, a damn clerical error. Hmm. A wrong file was patched, Schofield clarifies in another Twitter reply. Just just freaking error by someone rushing. Um, I would not want to be in that Why were they when, rushing, I no, guess, Glenn? When, Glenn? when Glenn's angry. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. Imagine him cross. Um, eating a cannoli and so angry. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> There's then a embedded tweet um, where he says, being fixed, a wrong file was patched, any minute, just freaking error by someone rushing. Um, rushing brings to mind Schofield's previous admission about him and his team working extreme overtime. Mm. Quote, exhaustion, tired, COVID, but we're working, he said. Lunch, dinner, working. You do it cause you love it. No. 
about which he later apologized to employees for glorifying such practices. Mm. Yet Schofield's tweet, uh, Twitter trolls seem to be calling for more of it, demanding fast fixes and their money back. Ugh. Striking Distance did not immediately return Kotaku's request for comment. They could end up being satisfied. <laughs> so, oh, oh, no. The hat no. Quick, get the knife. She's not in. <laughs> she's in debt. Okay, she's fine now. Bless you. <laughs> Sorry. That will not be the last sneeze. So the hat might be going Yeah, that's a few true. She never sneezes once, is one no. the laws of the universe. Mm. Yeah. They could end up being satisfied, sort of. Striking Distant Studios released patches aiming to improve Pete. <laughs> PC stuttering and frame rate issues on Xbox Series X slash S. And while fans are still disgruntled with ray tracing, they can at least rest assured that they have developers once again in overtime. Oh, oh it's not it's not over. Oh, <laughs> that was the quietest sneeze. <laughs> still rolled that to me there. <laughs> I'll take vacation when it's fixed, Schofield said on Twitter. The fans are my priority. Mm, okay. His what wife and children staff? are like, <laughs> yeah, and your, hey, yeah. Game, deve game development crunch can be a chicken or an egg in this way, either born from pressure or from responding to it. And the article goes on basically right. about um, crunch. Being mean, cynical, and acting like you know me isn't making it go any quicker, <laughs> Schofield said. I'd ask for patience and understanding as we fix this issue. We aren't happy about it either. Mm. There you go. The game should not have been released in a state where it needed loads of patches to fix stuttering mm. and things, obviously, but, you know, it shouldn't... The fixes shouldn't come at the expense of... <laughs> bless you. <laughs> of, of the studio's well-being. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely not. A damn clerical error! Ashton, Somebody if rushing. If you're able to speak, would you like to give us some weird news? I am. <laughs> it comes random. <laughs> it comes from Ed Ho Hewick Hewick. Um and Snowyboy Yanio4 on Twitter. Um I'm gonna be sniffing, deal with it. Hmm. Uh it comes from Nintendo Life, written by Ollie Reynolds. Random. Random! Pokemon Scarlet and Violet players are seeing disembodied heads. Don't look now. Good, okay. good stuff. We've discussed the glitches seen in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet at length here at Nintendo Life, and while the novelty has largely worn off for many, we simply had to share this one. As reported by folks over at Automaton, it seems that play some players are starting to see disembodied heads floating through the world when taking part in specific battles at the entrance to Naranja slash Uber Academy. It, it apparently occurs when an NPC walks directly through, through the Pokemon during the middle of a battle, as you do, with the majority of the body disappearing to leave the head floating through space. Mm. For context, that's Ooh, what it looks that's like. horrible. Oh, that's sorry. way worse than I thought. Oh, God. that's Yeah, yeah. that's it's not got, just a disembodied head. Haunting. It's just a face with, with no, no eyes, no, no mouth, just no. no features, just sort of a mask yeah. of a human. Mm. In some instances, the entirety of the head can be seen, while in others, key elements like eyes and hair also disappear, leaving something that Michael Myers or Leatherface would be absolutely chuffed to find out in the wild. Yeah, yeah. Um, the image above adequately demonstrates the bizarre phenomenon, but multiple users have also taken videos of the glitch showing the head itself floating towards the player's no. Pokemon. No. Um, and then this is a video of it happening, apparently. Just the head. Oh, oh no. God, Okay, that's a full head. Oh, oh yeah, that's really <laughs> scary. I don't <laughs> like it. Yeah. Ugh. Of course, many NPCs like to stroll their way into the middle of battles throughout the land of Paldea, 
but it appears that only this specific battle results in this bizarre floating head phenomenon. Automaton theorizes that Game Freak had intended for the NPC to disappear entirely, but due to a processing bug, the head has somehow remained. We fully expect this to be patched in a future update. Pretty terrifying though, right? Yeah, mm. I mean, th that one, the picture of it is quite horrible. <laughs> the picture's horrible. It's really I'm awful. gutted that I've not experienced any of these things because they, they're so good. Mm. Um, but, you know, there we are. My weird news comes courtesy of Connor Mulcahy, uh, or Mulcahy at Conroy underscore Milk, and Connor Bennett at CBennett underscore 12 on Twitter. Thank you very much. Uh, this is Kotaku. It's Luke Blunkett. He's back. World Cup player gets gaming setup shipped to Qatar so he can play Fortnite. Fair enough. Look at the commitment, Peter. What are you... Why, well, why are you not shipping your money. Fortnite yeah, loadout to, to, your, to your family home? Yeah. Christmas. <laughs> it's not like you got to get on What's a plane or anything. Yeah. It's not like you're not a millionaire. Yeah. No. Come on. England goalkeeper Jordan Pickford has Angriest made... Angriest man on the planet. Has, has he? Yeah. If he ever has to do his job and catch a ball, he like screams at everyone Gets else really on the pitch. Like, <laughs> I think after the Euros, he had to go to anger management because it was starting to become an issue. Oh, no. But he's just yeah. the angriest man well, you'll maybe it's see. good that he's got Fortnite then. Yeah. Uh, has made a few handy saves so far at this World Cup, but between waiting around for large parts of a game and then having days between matches... But between waiting around for large parts of a game, I assume that means as in he's he's not having to catch balls all the time. Like, yeah. that's, he's not that's, playing Fortnite in the goal. Yeah, it's, it's a weird, weird wording. <laughs> On his phone. And then having days between matches, there's a lot of spare time to fill, which he has done, which he has duly done by getting an enormous gaming setup shipped over from home. Pickford, who plays his club football for Everton, revealed the power move as part of this promotional interview below, which runs for over 20 minutes, but which I've set to autoplay at the relevant moment. Thank you, Luke. Uh, <laughs> seems the guy really likes playing Fortnite and has previously taken gaming laptops with him while on national duty so he could play on his off days. But switching... National duty. That's what it's called. But switching between those cramped confines and his regular setup had proved too much for the Euro 2021 Golden Glove winner. So for Qatar, he just figured, flip it. It's an actual swear word in here from Luke. And got something more heavy duty shipped over there. You can see him wheeling his, his case yeah. uh, with his initials on it. Uh, the monogrammed container it arrived in is indeed a proper bit of kit, it says. Inside, it's still a laptop, but with a custom-built full-size screen included so that the visual experience on the road matched what he was used to at home. Uh, and it just continues. Shouldn't he be, I don't know, like training? Yeah, absolutely. And it like, does say that know, the rest of the England team also plays Fortnite with him. If he lets a goal in <laughs> at the next game... Well, we know what he's not Should have been, been playing doing. Fortnite. Should have been practicing, shouldn't everyone, you? Everyone in the France if we lose stand to France, needs to go, uh, yeah. and do the... Start flossing. Yeah, Number one victory the, royale. Do the Fortnite dance. It's about to get down. Get down! <laughs> Just took out Tomato Town. Two goals on the board right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my favorite songs to it's, come back It is to. a really good song. It's yeah. never not good. Mm -hmm. uh, what's it called? Uh, Chug Jug? Come chug jug oh, with you, yeah. me or something. Yeah. Google it if you haven't seen it. It's, oh, it's phenomenal. It's, it's stuff. brilliant. Uh, it's time for question three. It comes from Trake. C-H-R-A-K-E. Trake. Trake. Hey, Bap. What was the first game uh, console slash system you bought for yourself with your own hard-earned money? And did it live up to expectation? PS3 from Woolworths was mine. And mm. I remember that day very fondly. Have a great day, everybody. Trake. Thank you, Trake. Thanks, Trake. Thank you, Trake. So we go from uh, gifted um, console memories to hard-earned ones. Yes. Um, 
the first console that I ever bought, I think, must have been my Xbox 360 because, as I say, I got my PS2 as a Christmas present um, and my PS1 as well. So uh, my 360, I remember saving up for a very long time for that. I think it cost me... I think at the time, and this seems very cheap now, but I think at the time it was, you know, pretty pretty high price. It was like 250, 300 quid, something like that. Um, that might be wrong, but I got a... I think it had been out for a little while at that point, and I was able to get one of those black elite ones. Um, or actually, no, I think that's what I bought once my first one got the red ring of death. Oh, no. Yeah, possibly. Um, right. I definitely had a black one, but I think my first one was white. Um and it came, I got Halo 3 with it. And what else did I get? I'm trying to remember what games I got with it. But certainly Halo 3 is the big, uh, the standout memory. And I basically played that game for the entire time of owning that. You know, I never stopped playing it. I, of course, played many, many other things along the way. Um, but uh, yeah, I probably, uh, I probably got Oblivion as well, actually. Yeah, I will have done. I uh, got Oblivion early on, I think. Um so, uh, yeah, I remember, it's funny, when I, um, do you know the, the sort of the smell of like hot console, like mm. sort of hot dust? Yes. Mm. Um, well, of course, the Xbox 360 didn't have particularly good like ventilation. And, and I think that was partly what was causing Red Ring of Death for a lot of people is there were like components inside that were getting too hot and then kind of breaking. But I still, I talk about, you know, eating wine gums reminds me of Tekken. If I smell hot dust coming out of a <laughs> machine of any kind, mm -hmm. uh, my PS5 occasionally, because it's a little bit confined in the TV stand that we use, it sometimes is a little whiff of hot dust at the end of a long <laughs> session. And I go, oh, yes, Xbox 360. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I think back to that uh, often. Um, so, yeah, a 360 was mine with Halo 3. Amazing. First console I bought was PlayStation 4 because uh, I think Kingdom Hearts, the new one was coming out and um, we only had a PlayStation 3 and PC. And I was like, I'm going to be a really good girlfriend and I'm going to go buy my boyfriend a PlayStation 4. So I went into CEX. I didn't have them. I don't know why I did this. I did not have the money. I just finished uni and I was working like full time over the summer, saving money for, you know, when I eventually had to get a real job. And um, I just was like, I'm going to I'm going to do it. Off I go. Randomly one day, just bought a PlayStation 4. I, did, I was so impulsive with everything I do um, and brought it home, said, I've got you this. And the controller that came with it was like a camo controller. So we were both like, we'll take that nice. back and get it. Oh. <laughs> nice. Oh. nice. Oh. No, uh, not nice. Um, I'll see it. No, I kept losing it. Um, but we we played that a lot. And then so much so that we got a second PlayStation 4 about two months later um, so wow. that we could play together. Um, again, another impulsive decision. My friend wanted to go in and get a game. And me and Ben were there. And we were like, oh, we just got another PlayStation 4. <laughs> uh, I think we actually bought a Pro that time. But yeah, the PlayStation 4 was the first console I bought. And I, we used it a lot. And then I gave it to my dad. So he has it now. Um, but... I, yeah, I used the PlayStation 4 a lot. We played a lot of games on that up until we got PlayStation 5. So, mm. big up PlayStation 4. It also has big the best up. controller. In my mind. In your mind. Yeah. For me. For, for you. For, for me. You. The first console I would have bought would have been the PSP slash PS3. Mm. Um, the PSP, 
was one that I'd, I sort of associate the, the purchasing and the pre-ordering of the PSP with really getting into games properly, not just in terms of being passionate about games and wanting to play games, but in terms of like reading magazines and going online and like really un trying to understand how the industry worked. Uh, so I pre-ordered the PSP and that was really exciting when that came um, and I've still got that PSP. The battery has expanded as all PSP batteries have done. Don't know if you've seen this. Yeah. They sort of billowed out as the years have gone on. <clears throat> but I think it still functions. And I've still got its original box as well. Uh, and then the PS3 as well. Uh, that was also a pre-order. And I got that from Play.com. And it was so expensive. <laughs> and it took me... I'm so glad it got delayed in Europe because it took me a very, very long time to mm. save up for that one. Mm. And I lived in... I'd, I grew up in a small village and my friend also pre-ordered one and the flipping delivery driver just put a cardboard box around the back of my parents' house with both of them in. So his didn't arrive, but I had two PS3s in mine and one was clearly meant for him. And that PS3, man, I, I loved that console. I played um, Resistance Fall of Man to Death, uh, Warhawk, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and then all the parade of really great exclusives that came out towards the end of the PS3's life cycle as well, the past few, the last few years of that. Um, my launch model PS3, I still have it, and that was the one that was backwards compatible with PS1 and PS2 games. Mm -hmm. And uh, it did actually Yellow Light of Death, which is very similar to the Red Ring of Death, um, a little less common, but it did, it does happen, and it did happen to me. So then I ended up using a PS3 Slim for the remainder of the time but I do still have the original one and uh, you have full off. Yeah. Mm. I was doing really good until I sneezed and no. now, mm. now it's not quite set correctly. I ended up giving my uh, fat PS3 to my sister under the pretense that she would get it repaired by just some third party repair place and then she could use it for as long as she wanted basically until I got it back. So I just swapped it for a PS3 Slim in the mm. end when I stopped using that PS3. So now I've got it back. It's in a display case. It's looking all nice and protected because it's shiny and it's uh, it means a lot to me. Uh, but yeah, would have been the PSP and the PS3 and they were both very expensive. I was thinking the other day about when we bought the PS5 and that whole kerfuffle of trying to get a PS5 that we were both meant to be working and my boyfriend was in a meeting sat next to me and I was constantly refreshing the Amazon page trying to get it to come up because we'd been oh, like running from one website to the other yeah. and I had to like silently celebrate as I clicked buy now and I was like yes yes and Ben looked over and he was like <laughs> uh, but it was yeah. that was so hard i know it was like a, rumors. A, like a scavenger hunt to try yeah. and get yeah. one after that showcase there were rumors that they that they were gonna release the pre-orders that night mm. and so i stayed up until like 2 a.m because they did start selling them like randomly on a few sites and game kept crashing i did eventually get i think like three pre-orders locked in before i went to bed and only one of them ended up coming through because they cancelled the game one mm. uh, because there was something like they, they were selling them too early, basically. So they were just like, all right, clean slate. Nobody gets one. <laughs> uh, so that didn't work. Uh, but mine eventually, thankfully, did come through. But out of all of the places I attempted to pre-order, it was like six or seven. Only one ended up succeeding. The rest I didn't were like, bother on, on the night. Lists. I was like, I don't think this is going to, it's just going to be 
like broken websites and stuff, yeah. like not be, even being able to refresh or anything. Even so. for like two weeks after the fact, like every website was just immediately yeah. broken. I just I, couldn't. I even couldn't when resist. I bought my PS5 this year, like the second one, that was almost a faff as well because mm. I had well, to go, we through, had to Very. go through Fraser, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, <laughs> Fraser was our hookup. He was like, just so everyone knows, Very are currently selling it right now. I think that's what, what happened to me. Like, I think so. The day after. Then I was like, okay, I, I maybe need to start looking at getting one. And then I was sort of struggling. I was like, I, I gave up pretty quickly. I was like, well, for now, I'm just going to have to wait. And then I think like two days later, I got a tip off from someone that some website seemed to have some. And I went on there, got a ticket for the queue and just got one. So I didn't really struggle mm. that much. But um, mm. I, I could have struggled if I'd spent those two days trying to find one and yeah. being disappointed. It's just that I thought... Just gonna leave it and hope that it falls into my lap, and it did. So that is very fortunate. Yeah, uh, but it was a hell of a time. Everybody will be able to commiserate with that, I'm mm. sure, um, yeah. and connect with that, regardless of what you pre-ordered. It was a flipping colossal pain in the ass. Yeah, really, much. really poorly organized. I think well, um, the Xbox that I was talking about there. I think that was mm. the first thing I ever bought on Amazon. I think I made really? an Amazon account oh. to buy that. Yeah, that's fun. Cute. Well, it's time to move on to something rather large. And Peter, you're going to disappear temporarily, but I we'll am. see you again yeah. for the outro. And I think it's time we change clothes, don't you? I'll probably be wearing this jumper again. I think it's time I change clothes. Ashton's going to change you? clothes and move around the desk. You may or may not be wearing the hat. Who's to say? Who's to say? I don't know, but it is time for the big discussion. Big discussion. It's big discussion time. Time for the big video game discussion. Peter Austin is gone. The Christmas tree looks a little bit different because I dropped it on the floor and I broke all of its feet. Uh, yeah. So thank you to Sam and Dan from Cultaholic who helped us sort of MacGyver. I'm not going to touch it. No. This solution that you may not be able to see, it's now in sort of a pen pot stuffed yeah. with paper yeah. to keep it upright. It is a triple jump pen pot though, or at least it's got a triple jump band around it. Yeah, it's it. got a triple jump band around it, so we like it. Yeah. We are just, at the time of recording, five, six, seven-ish hours removed from the end of the Game Awards. We're both yeah. on about three hours sleep. Feeling... Um, Great. Feeling awesome. So good. We are going to answer a question, actually, that I didn't even make a note of That's because okay. you sent it to I me. I sent it to you. Can you find it? Yeah, it comes from Cameron Keywords. There we go. With a big discussion. I hope you enjoyed Jeff's December Jamboree. Mm. And what were your overall thoughts on the announcement and winners? Cameron J. Keyword. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you, Cameron. Uh, so, yeah, we're just going to run through sort of some of the highlights in terms of because it was chock full of really of stuff bizarre moments yeah uh, we're going to talk about a few of those we're going to shout out honorable mentions like all the really big things that were shown um that we aren't then going to be counting down in our uh individual five favorites of mm. of the show so, so three-part response to the question three-part response to the show uh firstly i would like to ask you ashton generally what did you think of the game awards this year um in terms of the actual awards i thought it was pretty good spread overall i think that obviously god of war swept like what seven or eight of the god things? of war won six six and elden ring won four including game of the year yeah um and i was a bit sad that horizon didn't win any i think uh, it did deserve to win one i think its art design was really good and i do think it should have won that but yeah. hey we're not gonna get upset about it we move because we, move. we may or may not have some horizon announcements which we, is yeah, pretty exciting. exactly but in terms of the actual show mm -hmm. once again Chock full of just guff, isn't it? Yeah. Just guff. Awful lot of advertising, some so really much weird, weird moments going on. Like there. at one point, Animal from the Muppets was presenting an award. Yeah. Why? And just yelling. 
uh, and the, the camera was cut sort of obviously so you couldn't see the puppeteer, but the animal was on stage. So presumably the entire audience could just see a man lying on the floor. Puppeting animal. Yeah. Uh, it was flipping bizarre. We'll run through those in a second. Yeah. Personally, I thought this was actually one of the stronger game awards, especially when I'm looking through the list of the big announcements. There's so fair, many yeah. really big games that were not only shown uh, that we were already aware of, but announced. Mm. Uh, I think in terms of headlines, this is this is probably one of the stronger shows. And a bunch of them had release dates in the next year. Yes. Either confirmed release dates or coming, you know, winter or yeah. spring or something. So A few were announced that are coming out in the next few months, yeah. which, is, uh, which is the right way to do it. Yes. Uh, pretty cool. So let's run through some of the stranger moments. Yes, let's. Firstly, we've got, uh, he wheeled out Al Pacino, seemingly for no reason whatsoever and bless him he couldn't read the auto he couldn't read the teleprompter and he did he did come clean about that and was like i'm really struggling to read the auto yeah but then he kept going uh, after uh, he got past the initial kind of like thing i think he just started talking and he was like just doing his own thing yeah he was um but as soon as it got to the nominees he went and the nominees and they just cut him off and played the vt and you could just hear ah oh. uh, <laughs> as yeah as it was it was so random package. so weird i don't know why he was there but i bless him i felt so bad for him because yeah, so then he had to stand there for 15 minutes while christopher judge that was the next weird point i've got christopher judge won uh, best performance yeah, uh, for which, his role of kratos as he should have which is deserved and we've got all the time in the world for christopher judge because he seems like a genuinely lovely yeah. man and it's like we do have all of the time in the world because well, Jeff didn't. Uh, the speech went on for 15 minutes, yeah. Um, and he was then played off with music, yeah. and he didn't get a chance to finish his speech, he had to finish it on Twitter. Yeah, and for the rest of the night, everyone was snidely taking the piss out yeah. of the fact that there was a long speech at the start, which is kind of it was kind a of dick mean. move, isn't it? Yeah, because he was really emotional, and obviously, we were also a bit like. Come on, wrap up, babe. Yeah. We weren't going to say it to his face. No. But they did. We were aware that, you know, that it's a live production. He was taking a long time. But mm. equally, he deserves to be able to talk for as long as he wants. Yeah. But the fact that everyone then clowned on him for the rest of the night was yeah. like, what is what is going, going on? on? Come on. What's this energy guy? This is the best video game performer of the year, yeah. according to this award. Yeah. According you... to Al Pacino. It's... Anyway, so that was bizarre. Yeah. Uh, real sort of madness started to set in when there was a crash bandicoot game announced that peter Ugh. has been talking about for a long time that's been rumored and someone in a crash bandicoot mascot outfit got like slowly repelled from the descended roof. from the ceiling we were just like just couldn't handle it at that no point. it was like already at this point half past two in the morning almost 3 a.m if not already 3 a.m and crash bandicoot as a man yeah. comes down from with the a room, voice with a voice just a normal man is just talking clearly like some you know pre-recorded voice lines then he phone calls his friends which yeah. are just like all the characters on the screen but it's like he's holding a phone up to his ear but you can clearly see that this is like a zoom background so what we're we trying to go for here gang and then no one answers and he goes huh, fine the silent treatment i'll do it myself more what a what a fruit for me and then they announce the game they just everyone has Why? to have their own like bizarre little skit and it's just sort of and they never I appreciate land. the pageantry but can we can we get on with it yeah please uh that was bad yeah let's talk about the irish gangster oh this guy 
so what's the other guy's name? Michael something or other. Can't remember. Some some guy who is actually famous, I think. He's an actor, I think. Comes out with these two guys either side in suits mm. and sunglasses. One of the guys fluffs up his line immediately, um, but he has gets through it, it. Has to do it again, yeah. but he gets through it. The other guy, he's sort of flanked, but they're they're like his heavies, yeah, his bodyguards. Yeah, yeah. They're wearing suits yeah. and sunglasses. The other guy brings the microphone up to his mouth, and everyone's like, "What's this guy gonna say? Mm. What's happening?" And he starts talking in. One of the worst Irish accents I've ever heard. I think he um, was trying to do sort of a Conor McGregor yeah, sort of. Kind of like um, gang gangster vibes. And he was so proud of himself for the rest of the time he was on he stage. He was so proud. smug. Yeah. Uh, and it was just why? Why are we doing that again? Mm -hmm. Guys, please. Yeah. Animal from the Muppets, of course. Talked about that one. Uh, the most bizarre moment of the night goes to the very end when <laughs> From Software... Big wig Hidetaka Miyazaki and his translator and a couple of other fellas went up on stage mm -hmm. to accept the Game of the Year award. They were followed up by a young boy who I didn't even notice was there. To no, be I didn't. And apparently nobody else did either. This man, this little boy, was not meant to be there. <laughs> to be clear, he wasn't a little boy. He was just a young man. Okay, but young he was man. A, he was a small man. Small young man, tiny boy. Um, <laughs> once everyone was done, he came back to the microphone and he says, and I quote. I think I want to nominate this award to my reformed Orthodox rabbi, Bill Clinton. Yeah. D right. It's so four imagine it. I it's four o'clock in the morning. I didn't hear this because I wasn't thinking anything about it. I was really tired and I was also quite drunk. You, you and, and Peter, Peter heard it. Heard Bill Clinton. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, did he say Bill Clinton? And I was like, there's no way someone who's representing from we software just, like, just said Bill Clinton in their acceptance Yeah, the speech. way we were sleep deprived, we'd had, me and Ben had a few drinks, Peter was just sleep deprived and we were just like, he definitely just said Bill Clinton and Ben was like, no, There's he no didn't. way. Anyway, we wake up, Bill Clinton is trending on yeah. gaming Twitter and it turns out that this 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 tiny baby boy man. <laughs> tiny uh, baby boy man was not meant to be on the stage and was immediately arrested yeah. uh, straight afterwards and that's where the game awards ended yeah. was on that bizarre <laughs> Rabbi Bill Clinton line that completely sent all of us because it just didn't make any no. sense but that point we just assumed that the game awards was such a, a tightly orchestrated thing that this sort of uh, occurrence couldn't happen. Mm. So clearly it was intentional that someone wants to thank their reformed orthodox rabbi, Bill Clinton, and that was so confusing. It did not <laughs> seem like it could have possibly happened. Yeah. But those are the cringe moments in There was another cringe moment. Oh, was there? Before the Mario trailer mm. with, um, is it Keenan? Keegan? Oh, yeah. Keegan-Michael Keegan 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 was he, on stage. He did a thing about... It's not actually a hat on Toad. It's a cap because mushrooms have caps. And what's another word for a hat? Cap. Yeah, he did and this whole audience, thing. And the audience, along with everything, everyone at home just went. <sighs> I refuse to believe that he wrote that. No. I feel like that must have, because I love him. And yeah. I feel like that must have been given to him. And it was rotten material. Yeah. Also, as the night went on and the camera panned across the audience, there were more and more empty seats. Yeah, people, people were like, just I'm just so tired. I'm going to go home. And it's only like 8 p.m. there. Yeah. Uh, either way, though, those were the cringe moments in what I think otherwise was a very strong show. There were some great musical performances. Mm -hmm. uh, there were lots of great uh, debuts for all sorts of games that I'd never heard of before. We're going to shout out now the big ones that, as I said, are not featuring in our top five because we'll talk more about those in detail in a second. Uh, but there were also loads of other stuff announced there, too, that you should go check out uh, when you get the yeah. chance. So Returnal's coming to PC. Yes. That's great. Hellboy Web of Weird. 
that's sort of like a cell shaded yeah basham yeah that's, a that's basham not a, genre a basham up a basham up as you know mm. uh, bayonetta origins cereza and the lost demon which a is a real disconnect from the other bayonetta games it's a prequel it's a prequel and the art style is really sort of chibi and yeah. kind of cool looking colorful so, and pretty neat real spin-off jedi survivor which was confirmed to be there that we saw some gameplay of you've yeah. got cal doing sort of lightsaber, lightsaber stuff. stuff there's some sort of jedi or maybe sith who's been betrayed that he rescues or yeah he's seemingly setting up this person to be an antagonist anyway yeah. uh they introduced that with a real person in a back to tank on stage not for very long mind i don't know if it was a real person i think it was um, the model a mummy a mummy a mummy yeah uh, and then afterwards only, the guy came out with, for like a second yeah though. it was we were like oh why what, did they do what that? is that and then they were just like close away. close the door yeah you don't get Here's to see the, the back to tank anymore no. christopher judge ruined it yeah. we were gonna have lights yeah he's gonna come out he, and kill a few audience he was alive members. in there yeah exactly really bizarre yeah weird uh, but you see, and then the the actor who plays Cal Kestis yeah, came out came stage. out and talked about and something he said for may a the force be with you and everyone went Death Stranding 2 is real. It exists. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. Get ready. Prepare yourself. Tekken 8, we knew that was going to be there because we got a shirt this week that said Save the Thed 8. Hashtag Save Thed 8, uh, the date. Yeah. With, with a number 8. Because uh, so, it's Tekken 8. Because it's and Tekken 8. Yesterday was December 8th, and yeah. the date is spelled D8 phonetically. That's really clever. So Keegan clever. Michael Key. So Came good. up with that. It's yeah, your tight so five yeah. for the stand-up open mm -hmm. mic. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 was announced. That was mm -hmm. pretty cool. Crash Team Rumble is the game that has been rumored for flipping ages. Peter, yep. I think, has predicted it in E3 predictions like twice now yeah. because uh, that's been in development for a long, old time. That's seemingly some sort of competitive multiplayer game mm -hmm. uh, where you play as various Crash people. And a new one. Did he say Cat Bat or Bat Cat? Or yeah, something? something like that. New character. Peter would know, but he's... He's, uh, he's, he's asleep yeah. <laughs> and good for, him. good for him that's the right decision uh cyberpunk 2077's phantom liberty expansion we saw some gameplay from that as well as i think is it implied that you play as this person in the expansion well it's not really clear we didn't really know that from the trailer when they first announced they were doing this dlc that we couldn't figure out if we were playing as our character or not but it, idris elba is lending his likeness and, and voice. his voice so which makes me think we won't play as him he'll be like a He's side character because if you can see him yeah yeah so that was pretty cool edger selber and cyberpunk yeah uh and finally the biggest sort of uh bait and switch of the night for me at least <laughs> uh armored core six fires of rubicon uh Jeff really hyped this one up. He yeah. said from, they're one of the biggest studios in the world. They've chosen here to announce it. And then it said from software. And it was yeah, talking Bandai about Namco from software. It's talking about from cinders, the cinders and like embers, the imagery on the and screen looked, of like little sparks and stuff. It looked all futuristic and stuff. Yeah. And we were like, hmm. What is this? What is this? Is could this be, a new Dark Souls? Are they doing Dark a Souls? future version of it? No, no it's, it's Armored Core, Armored which is, Core. you know, Armored Core has its fans, but man, I really they really got me there really i thought they were i really thought they were building up to a dark souls announcement of some kind but yeah. uh no, no um i am interested in seeing modern from software working on an armored core game and what that looks like but i just mechs don't do anything for me at all uh so wish you all the best mech fans enjoy <laughs> that one 
but as big we said, up Robo Boys. Big up the Robo Boys. But uh, as we said, there's there's loads of other announcements as well. We're going to run through our top fives now, uh, but there will be additional ones that you might not be aware of. So go watch the trailers yeah. and uh, watch the full show if you want to just lose your mind. Yeah, uh, why it's not mental. watch our reactions to it at yes, the same time on, on your channel. on your other screen, uh, so you can lose your minds in real time with mm. us. Absolutely. Yeah. Ashton, what's your number five? My number five? Oh, I haven't done it in like okay, what's, things I'm least excited. What's the excited. first game you want to talk about? Okay. Um, I was a bit of a twofer. Um, we got another look at Call of the Mountains, mm -hmm. the PSVR 2 title for Horizon. Yeah. And um, we got to look at some combat and some gameplay. I think it's going to be a really good game, um, I hope. And the combat looks really good. I think in general, they seem to have nailed down the VR aspect of that game, so it's quite exciting. Mm -hmm. uh, I won't be playing it until they put it on another device, though, because I can't afford a PlayStation VR 2. Oh, man, I think you're going to be waiting a while. I think I'm going to be waiting a really long while. A little while for so, that one to be ported. Yeah. Um, and also, very exciting for me, Horizon Forbidden West is getting a DLC called Burning Shores, mm. which is set in Hollywood. Yeah, you see the Hollywood stuff. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. We saw um, a couple of the, like big i can't remember what they're called i want to call them the, the leviathans but that's not what they're called mm. like big mechs that have been terraforming the world before it all happened so i'm excited for that and i'm can't wait it's coming in april i've not got long to wait for that it's really soon uh so more <coughs> it's april more that's four months yeah that's so close hey my wife's back <laughs> um so i'm really excited for that at least they didn't win any awards but at least they won my heart yes and you're getting some more horizons soon, yes which i'm is great. pretty happy about that yeah. My number, well, I've, I've numbered it, but uh, my first game I'm going to talk about is Remnant 2. Uh, I played Remnant from the Ashes, I think, last year. I talked about it on this podcast at the time, played through the game in co-op. It's a Souls-like, but with guns. It's very double-A. Um, it's a bit janky and clunky, but I largely enjoyed myself with that game. And I think the fact that it had co-op carried that experience. I think it's what a lot of souls likes that i can't get into are missing is mm. that is that sort of co-op experience that multiplayer experience to really sort of because if basically if you if you're making a from software game style game a souls like mm -hmm. you're boxing with god right yeah. <laughs> you've gotta you've gotta give yourself a fighting chance there's there's no way that you're going to be able to make a game that is as good at, in that genre as from software can make it mm -hmm. so why not not necessarily embrace the jank, embrace the things where you perhaps don't have the production value that that uh, FromSoftware can afford to put in there and the, the, the finesse mm. uh, by allowing people to experience it with a friend. Yeah. Uh, because that really made the difference for me in Remnant 1. You and, need something uh, that sets you apart from just every other. Well, exactly. Course. And I think it just, co-op makes things fun. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't have played through Saints Row on no, your own. But in co-op... Maybe I would have. Mm, favorite game uh but it does make all the difference so remnant yeah. 2 that's a bit of a surprise one for me i i probably will play that nice um well if we're going with what the things that i'm least i don't know much about yet um i'm gonna do another two for cheating I'm, i've got yeah, my seven okay. on here um we've got banishers ghosts of new eden which I, we don't know if we saw, I can't remember if we saw any gameplay. I think it was just a couple of brief moments of cutscene and a couple of bits of gameplay, mm. um, which is seemingly set in Yorkshire, um, which is quite exciting. Yeah, the accents are fun. Um, they were all, yeah, pretty exciting. They looked really good and looked really interesting in terms of the premise. So mm. see what comes out of that. And also after that weird sketch with the Irishman, we had crime boss Rock A City, yes. which... It looks like a GTA. He has like a sandbox crime game. Vanilla Ice is in the, it. The cast is mental. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris, Vanilla Ice. Um, 
other people, yeah. famous people are in it. So other famous folks. I can't remember. Did they? They didn't really show any gameplay. No, we just like got a, like, here's who's in it. Yeah. This and guy. It's out soon as well. So yeah. I don't know the ups to the ins and outs of that. Yeah, so. and I'm not even I'm not even sure who's developing it, to be honest. Mm, I can't remember. No. I don't know that it's a huge studio. So this is gonna be an interesting one. Yeah. For sure. Time was dedicated to it and they got to do a bad skit. Yeah. So clearly so they believe in it. It wasn't just on one of those like his four in a row, we're just gonna watch a bunch of trailers. World quickly. premiere. It was the natural world premiere, here's a sketch moment. So yeah. I'm intrigued by it. Maybe they've just got a lot of money behind it and it's actually not gonna be good. But yeah. hey, <laughs> we've been burned before. The only game that's ever made me cry is getting a sequel. It's called Valiant Hearts Coming Home, and it will devastate me, Aww. I imagine. Uh, the first Valiant Hearts game is set during the Great War, and you play as a few different characters. I think you play as a German soldier who was conscripted, uh, a French soldier who was conscripted. Uh, oh, no, four characters. Uh, a, I think a, uh, a black American soldier who's like with the French army, I think, and uh, a... I want to say the the daughter of the French soldier who's like working as a nurse uh, in, okay. a, in a field hospital or, so, or something. It's been a long time since I played it, but that game was like, it's got a beautiful visual style and the music is like really understated, sort of very somber piano. Uh, and it really dealt with the subject material very respectfully in a way that while there's, there is some voice acting, it's all presented quite minimalistically, mm. if that's a word. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah, it was just, I found it really affecting. And uh, the fact that it's getting another one is is really intriguing. And it, I know it's just going to rip my heart out and stamp on it. So. The thing is, I don't remember that at all from yesterday. That was in the pre-show. Oh, was when, it? When Flamingo Lady in her fluffy dress. Oh, was I was distracted by the fluffy dress. Because I, 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 I think we had to, for those who haven't watched the VOD or weren't watching live, uh, we were doing a little fundraiser for the channel. When we reached a certain goal, we would stop presenting and we would be replaced by Jeff and two of his friends. Yeah. And so uh, on came Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, Hideo Kojima and Jeff Keighley in wonderful, very lifelike masks. Yeah. Um, and I think during the the chaos and excitement of getting changed, we sort of missed that. Oh, okay. But I did say, is that Valiant Hearts? That looks like Valiant Hearts. And mm. yes, it was. It was. Valiant Hearts coming home. New oh, one. Oh, cool. Um, Hades 2 is coming. Yes. I never finished Hades, the first one. Mm -hmm. I got up until like the second to last boss and then I got distracted by something else. Um, but hey, people love Hades, uh, apart from the voice acting for you anyway. Um, and <laughs> yes. I'm excited for the second one. It mm. looks like it has a different main character. There's a couple of gods still in it, but it doesn't look like it's the same... Yeah, kind the, of vibe. The concept's it's like not new the characters same. and stuff. Uh, I haven't rewatched the trailer, so I'm not not sure. They probably did no. give some some foundation yeah, of what's what's going on there. Looks pretty good. People yeah. loved Hades. People so. really loved Hades. That was a Game of the Year award winner uh, for yeah. a lot of people. So exciting. Yeah. Number two, I've also got uh, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. We got a I've Batman got well. trailer. Yeah. Uh, so we can both talk about that now. Apparently, this is Kevin, Con the late great Kevin Conroy's last performance as Batman. Uh, it's a it's a great trailer where the Suicide Squad are breaking in somewhere and mm. um, then all the lights get knocked out by a batarang. Like, yeah, oh, it's okay. It's Batman. He, he doesn't, doesn't kill, kill people. And then a, a, guard, a dead guard with his neck snapped gets dumped down on the floor in front of them and he comes out and says something menacing as mm -hmm. Batman. I mean, that, that game's going to be great. I'm sure Rocksteady don't really miss. And the fact that their two leads have now left the studio saying that, well, the game's pretty much done. Yeah. And we want to do some other stuff now. Uh, I think hopefully means that it's in pretty good shape. Do you remember if we got a release date for that? 
Not sure. No, I can't remember. I don't know if we did. But um, yeah, we haven't seen much gameplay. We got a little bit of mm. gameplay this year, I think, earlier at one of the other and events. It got delayed. I'll have and a it, got, it did get delayed. I think it was meant to be out this year, but it's been pushed back um, to next year. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm really into it. If it's, I hope it's co-op. I think we know it's co-op. Yeah. I, and it is, yeah. I'm excited to play it. I think it's going to be good. I'm not really big into the DC, but hey, can't go wrong with Harley Quinn. I like the Arkham games. Uh, yeah. We're currently, apparently, according to Wikipedia, the 26th of May next oh, okay. year. Cool. Uh, so still a little while. Mm. Don't know how close to done it can be. It can be then. If yeah. that was the reason why those guys let. Anyway, doesn't matter. Do you have another one, Ashton? Um, I do, yes. The last one on my list is um, Judas, mm, which... I've got that too. Yeah, which is coming from a couple of Bioshock developers. Um, it's so Ken Levine, yeah. who's the creative de- director. A lot of people know Ken Levine mm-hmm. and his new studio, uh, Ghost Story Games. They've, been, yeah, they've not released Ghost anything Yeah, Ghost Story, that yet. was the thing. Uh, yeah. This was formed after... Um, uh, Bioshock Infinite uh, mm. when he left Irrational and uh, this is their first game and it looks really cool. This is like a spiritual successor. Um, yeah, it looks really interesting. There's seemingly like an asteroid coming to this, the female character's kind of going to blow her up and she's like, the only way I can save myself is if I go through you and there's like a horseman mm. and some cyberpunk looking ladies a lot of art deco design yeah it looks a bit like rapture in places yeah. as well there's a lot like it's a lot to look forward to if you're a fan of bioshock and i think it's going to yeah. be really good well again i'm just, I'm just ho- i think i'm hoping it's going to be really they've good. been making it for so long um i uh, it's got to be it's yeah. got to be good ken levine while some people feel indifferent about Bioshock Infinite when compared to the original Bioshock, mm. I think... Uh, I really liked Infinite. He's, I liked Infinite too. I think he's he's a very special developer, even if he's a, a bit of a tough character to work with by mm. all accounts. Um, so this will be yeah. this will be good. Did we I'm get certain. a release date for that as well? Don't know. I'm gonna look I up. think it was just an announcement trailer, but we you got looked a up. Fix what you broke at the end. I remember that. Yes, that was the tagline. Yeah. Uh, my final one is Final Fantasy 16, which we did, was sort of like another big one that was confirmed to be there. We saw some more gameplay for that. Uh, it looked like it was. Do you mean of, 16? What did I say? 15. 16 is what I meant. Uh, XVI. Final Fantasy XVI. And it seemed that sort of the, there were summons fighting There's each no other. There's no launch date, sorry. No launch date. No. There were summons fighting each other. So that I think there were two Ifrits, or as he called Ifrit. it, Ifrit, which I've never, never huh? heard it referred to as that. So the, there were two Ifrits fighting each other, which was uh, interesting because clearly more than one instance of those sort of god-like... The summons are basically, I think, being treated as if they're gods in, yeah. in this game, which is uh, an interesting twist. So looking forward to that one. That'll be good too. Yeah. And that's what I've got written down here yeah, for, that's for my personal for highlights. Well. Uh, there's there's more stuff announced, as I said. Go go check it out. But on the whole, having just spoken about it, the the janky, awkward bits were amusing enough mm. to not be terrible uh, in that we could laugh at them. Yeah. And there were so many strong things unveiled that I think I, I'm confident in saying that's one of the better game awards. Yeah. And I do uh, think that the awards went to the people that we expected them to go to. Yeah. Um, I think that people will be happy that Elden Ring won. I think that had it gone to God of War, I think people would have been happy as well because that game is really good Mm -hmm. and it cleaned up last night. Um, So yeah, I do think it was a good game awards. And I think all in all, hey, we we did it. We did it, guys. All in all, we did it. We did it, guys. Good for us. We got to the end. Yeah. And now we're going to pass back over to us and Peter. From the past. For the outro. 
Lovely. I'm back. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> well done, everyone. Wow. Yeah. Wasn't well, it good or bad? Yeah. So glad that game got announced. Mm. I'm beyond excited. Yes. Yeah. Ecstatic. I mean, I'm probably I'm probably relatively pleased because there was Star Wars, I think, is confirmed. And yep. Crash Bandicoot all but confirmed. So I was probably happy. Probably had a great time. Yeah. yeah. None of us were tired or grumpy. Yeah, you're on the probably stream. still in bed. Yeah. By the time that we've done it. Yeah, so, so, yeah, we would have had three hours sleep, though. feeling great. Yeah. Who knows? We can't possibly say. Yeah. However, if you would like to give us feedback or just respond to everything that we've spoken about this week, you can uh, go to various places on the internet. Peter's going to tell you right now. Yeah, what did you think of the Game Awards? Uh, get in the comments. To youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump. It's where all of our videos and live streams go out. Uh, when we're live streaming on both of those channels, we are modded by Lobrotovich, Trowling Badger, and Mr. Black. If you've got Amazon Prime, maybe to buy an Xbox 360 or something, uh, you can uh, get a, you get a free Twitch sub with that. It's just all part of the bundle. So spend that on us if you like. You'll get all the usual benefits, and so will we. But it's uh, no extra cost if you've already got Prime. Twitter.com and Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump for video and live stream announcements, legacy video content, bits of news, little bits of polls and all sorts of rubbish. All put on there by Fraser. Thank you, Fraser, for looking after those. TikTok.com forward slash at Team Triple Jump. Ashton's been ticking and or talking. I have. I have mm-hmm. been ticking and It's happening. So you should go and follow us on TikTok if you're not doing so already because there will now be plenty of content which is yep. very exciting and patreon.com forward slash team triple jump there are loads of different tiers on there each with loads of different rewards so pick your tier and go for it we're about to record an after dark which uh, is one of my favorite things to do so maybe consider signing up for after dark if you're not listening to that already we have a website triplej.mup as far as jump it's very clever if you'd like to join our Discord, you can go to triplejet.mup forward slash Discord and chat with our wonderful community. On Discord, we're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Hollowise. And if I say to do something, bloody well, do it, all right? And stop using that reply function so much. <laughs> I what? see you in there. Whoa. I know What's that it annoys Joe. Do it. <laughs> the reply function. Yeah. Oh. Um, if you want to listen to the podcast in its audio form, why not go to triplejet.mup forward slash podcast? And if you want to check on the live stream pods, if you miss Peter's live stream from this week, it probably won't be uploaded right now. Um, wait till Monday. Mm. Um, and you can go to triple uh, jerk.mup forward slash VODs to watch it. If you want to book a cameo from any of us for a Christmas present Christmas. or James Jenkins, you can go to triple jerk.mup forward slash cameo. And don't forget about our merch. Here it is the hat. Here's the ball ball. Other such merchies are available a moog, a hoodie, and a t shirt mm-hmm. in two different colors. Um, Want to go to triplejumpshop.com and make sure you're following at triplejumpshop on Twitter for the latest merch announcements. And hey, if you get some new merch and you think, I look so sick and cool in this, why not tag us and tag triplejumpshop on Twitter? Tag, hey, tag everyone. Tag yeah. your mum, tag your dog. Do it all. Tell the world. Tell the world. This is me that I'm doing so. Look how sick and cool he looks in his You sick can tell and cool he's merch. tagging Triple Jump Shop on yeah. Twitter as well. Oh. Triple jump shot. There he goes. He's got it. Fantastic. Why not follow Peter and Ashton on Instagram and Twitter and Hive? Mm. Yeah, if it would just work. Did your how is your hive? I haven't logged into it on my new phone yet. I've been logging. It just doesn't work for me. The app just is just broken. I just get a black screen. I've tried multiple times, but I do when when it's working again. I will be hiving. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Add that Peter Austin <laughs> and at Scrambled Ashton and myself. 
just on Twitter at confused underscore dude. I'm also on Hive at confused dude, no underscore, but I don't post anything, so I wouldn't bother. Uh, lists. We do those every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday being the joint stream. Blaze it. On YouTube, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday being solo streams on Twitch. Or a reminder that I will also be doing a big long stream over the Christmas breaks at the 28th. Is that when it's in there? 29th. 29th. 29th of December. A big, big old stream. Uh, Demon's Souls New Game Plus. So come come hang out. Uh, worst games ever is fortnightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier. Sunday for everyone else. We do the podcast every Saturday. And shows all the flipping time. So many different shows, just like Prove It, which you should go and watch. Mm. We were allowed into an actual bar and got to mess around making cocktails. It's a fantastic video. Please really watch it watch and it. share it around yeah. with, with people. Please Let watch. us know that you like live action content so that we can make more of it. Yeah, because if... if you know, if it doesn't perform, then we just don't make it. Yeah. And that's sad. So uh, go watch it. Uh, why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms and would really appreciate it. All sorts of stuff going out this week. New mm. merch, obviously, mm -hmm. triplejumpshop.com. Uh, what went wrong with the PlayStation Classic is a fantastic sort of documentary-style piece written by the late, great Philip J. Reed and adapted wonderfully by James Jenkins and also edited wonderfully by James Jenkins. Go mm. and watch that. That's live on the channel now. Uh, worst games ever is this weekend as well, Peter. Yes, it's uh, The Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. When I read that, I was like, no, it's not, but it's because we filmed that episode about three weeks ago. Yeah. So, um, We're way ahead. Yeah, we, yeah. we did some, uh, some preemptive episodes. So... God, I barely even remember what that game looks like or goes like. It's on the Wii. Probably a really good episode, oh, though. Oh, yeah, the one on the Wii. Yeah, oh, man, yeah, it was not good. So, yeah, go and check that out. Mm -hmm. Ashton. Yes, Ben. There's also some other stuff. Yeah, we've already talked about the Game Awards on this podcast. Uh, we have definitely done that already. Um, but if you would like to watch our live reactions from 12 in the morning until 3 a.m., where Ben and I are drinking and there may have been some special guests on the stream. Oh, Maybe. Maybe. Why not go to Triple Jump VODs, whatever. Triple J, you dot MP forward slash VODs yeah. to watch us. Uh, you have to watch the Game Awards side by side. I didn't realize you guys were drinking, but I'm driving oh, I'm, home. So yeah. I'm going to be drinking. Yeah. Sure. I'm hey, absolutely it's going to be three in the morning. Excellent. Uh, and uh, we were doing something of a, a little fundraiser for the channel as well. So thank mm -hmm. you for everybody mm. for donating to what we've hastily called the Triple Jump Drive 2022. Yes. Um, that was there were some incentives involved in that. So thank you very much for that yeah. and your support. Uh, also, yes, Peter's stream. Go watch it on the VODs channel. Yes, please do. Finally, the sponsor for this week is once again TripleJumpShop.com. Uh, there's a whole new wave of merch and uh, you should buy it because it's great. Limited supply of the baubles mm -hmm. if you want one of those, the Billy Ray baubles. And uh, we love you very much. Thank you for listening slash watching. And we'll see you next week. See you soon. Bye, Bye. everybody. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.